exhaust fan, so background noise is bad. Just let me know. I'll try to get it going. You're all good. Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 455. Hopefully you guys have had a great day. I have had a pretty good day myself. Got a very cool guest tonight. I'm sure you've seen him on Caribou TV, DP710. How you doing, my friend? Cheers, uh, Eagle. Uh, tell me how you're doing, of course, where they can find you if, if they haven't so already. Yeah, so 71DP0. You can find me on uh, Cannabuzz or on Instagram. I haven't been on Cannabuzz in a while. I've been kind of slacking on that. Um, try to get on there in the next couple days. But uh, mainly I'm on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on the Caribou Heart TV show on uh, YouTube. We are on um Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time or on Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time and Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern time. Come check us out anytime you'd like. We'd love to have you. Yeah, I don't know why. I haven't been able to jump on the cannabis either. I have an account, but it's just one of the, I don't know why. I appreciate the extra platform to back things up, but I don't. I just can't get in the rhythm of it. Yeah, it's uh, bad. And once uh, a lot of people started coming from Instagram, their server just isn't, you know, backed by these big banks like Instagram, Facebook, and these other other uh, social media. So they they um, it, it lags sometimes. It's kind of hard posting. So uh, they're they're in the middle of trying to fix all that, from what I hear. And uh, should be up and running smoothly. And, uh, I'd love to get back on there. That's what originally where I met the cannabis community was cannabis. Cool. Cool. Oh, yeah. So what are you smoking on tonight? What you got over there? I got some. Let's see. Shout out to Norwal Up. I got some um, nice BHO from him. And then I'm actually in between my harvest right now. So uh, I, I'm taking down um, Canico from Hypothetical Gardener probably tomorrow or a couple days. We'll see how it looks tomorrow morning. But uh, that's a auto. And then I also have a one-to-one-ish, he says, uh, auto. I've never really messed with the CBD crosses. So I was kind of excited about that. But I've got a bunch of stuff in bed right now that I'm really excited about. Um, Got some dilly bars from exotics. I got uh, Aurora from Dutch Passion. I've got, um, let's see, he motherfucking haw on Instagram and Cannabis. He gave me Stranger Danger, which is Linda Jeffrey crossed with Scarlet Begonias from Rasta Jeff over there at Irie Genetics. Um, I got Adam, that's Rosin Man, and Mobius Gross. Uh, they did a granddaddy garlic, uh, running one, a couple of those as well. Super stoked about that. And, uh, Dave's not here. He hooked me up big time with some, uh, Dutch bloom seeds. He hooked up with, uh, some dosi dough cross with lime licorice that I'm super stoked about. Uh, I got a couple of those running as well. And, um, yeah. Sounds like a pretty full garden, man. Sounds like a pretty full garden. Yeah. I got to take down the tents and bust open the uh the closet you know and i'm waiting to hear if i'm moving this month and uh if i'm moving then it'll only expand but if not then um 
here it'll stay i'm almost kind of hoping i do get a stay because i got one in a 20 gal and moving that ain't gonna be fun from the sixth floor in chicago so make it work though right right moving to grow is always fun man moving to grow is I say that it's it's fun, but it's not. I don't, I don't know how, where, and how difficult it may be. But uh, when I when I moved up here, I moved the whole. I moved my whole grow too, and I moved it all seventy two pretty somewhat mature plants. They're ready for flower, all in a fucking trailer all up the highway. Even though it was quasi legal man it felt so crazy just running you know what i mean yeah I, I was just I had, I had this dilly bar vegging for like two and a half months so it's a fucking monster in there right now just waiting to flower so it'll go soon i've just been kind of waiting to see what's going to go on you know didn't want to make any rash decisions but then you get you get bored and start popping more seeds right <laughs> yeah I was in the similar predicament myself to where I was uh, unsure if I was going to be hanging out here or if I was going to be moving, to be honest with you, the last few months. And I just got that fucking word. Same thing. I just got the word I was staying to be staying. So I was like, oh, time to drop some beans, man. Try to drop. drop. I was shit. I dropped, what, five different flavors a couple days ago. That's what I did. All those ones I just named, and half of them dropped a couple just a week or two ago. <laughs> but um, the, the dilly bars been going for a while. Those autos, they were fun, but uh, it was a new batch of soil I made and stuff. So just learning the process with this whole um, organics. I'm loving that. Right on, right on. Got, got my well, handy the uh, eagle, eagle mug. Yeah, gotta get a represent. Right, uh, yeah, I think good old shirt you gifted me at the uh, camp. I really appreciate that as well, man. Yeah, I was talking about that experience the other day on the on the air, man. Uh, it was it was a pleasure to meet you, man. You're probably one of my favorite meets just because of the t-shirt incident there. I thought that was fucking cool as shit. Uh, you know, asked me if I had a t-shirt on, had you know, had a t-shirt, and just to fucking throw it on like that was cool as fuck. And I, I basically, my words were the only thing better than I guess somebody taking the t-shirt off their back. You hear that expression? Gave me the shirt off his back. The only way it could be get better is to give somebody a shirt and they put it right on their back. So. I thought that was fucking super cool, brother, for real. Well, it's, it's really cool that you're out there giving that stuff away, man. You know what I mean? You're out there showing mad love for the community, and that's what I joined this community for. You know what I mean? I came from Prohibition land, Georgia, where, fuck, dude, you know, I've been to jail for a roach with no weed in it before, you know what I mean? So I didn't get to grow up in a much of a, a community. It was always hush-hush. You never wanted to tell anybody anything because you didn't know they are going to use it against you type shit, you know? And I guess it's still like that now, but it's way more open and there is a community involved in, especially in a legal state and stuff like that. 
Well, shit, we might as well start. Usually we start from the beginning, so we might as well start there now and get to hear part of the story. <laughs> when was the first time that uh, you used cannabis, my friend? Let's see. I was in... I was in eighth grade. Yeah, I was eighth grade. And I went to a football football game, the high school football game and uh went out with the older kids and went in the woods and i'll tell you what i was one of those guys that smoked and didn't get hot um i was more scared of getting in trouble you know what i mean so i of course i got in trouble because i doused myself in cologne and i never wore cologne before so get in the car and they're like why the fuck do you smell like cologne <laughs> so uh there is that but yeah so it took me probably like four or five times of smoking to actually get high but i remember the first time i got high like fuck man it was yesterday you know it was one of those experiences almost like psychedelic you like lay back and you can watch the frames of your life and put them together and fast forward or rewind and everything and i was just like felt content for the first time like i didn't feel like the world was like screaming at me you know what i mean like uh i got real bad adhd and this and that so um you know, it was nice. And so I followed that and just fell in love with it. First time I smoked like good weed was, uh, let's see, it was 10th grade and we were getting this stuff called the fruit. And it was uh, from some local people and stuff like that. And whenever they let somebody new in, uh, they'd fuck it up or whatever. And they call it like the faux fruit, you know what I mean? So that would come through. But um, no, that's what introduced me to, you know, super quality stuff and from there that's what you're always looking for you know um shit man i bet my dad has like moving boxes full of high times and just stuff like that you know when i was growing up because that was my way of, of connecting you know what i mean because we didn't have that down in georgia you know and uh so yeah i was always i always wanted to grow um i would i just finished my I didn't finish. I just finished getting kicked out of college for actually marijuana. It's funny. I got, I was in college. Uh, I was partying a little bit too much and stuff like that. But uh, my dorm room, they kicked my dorm room door and found some weed and they kicked me out of the dorms. Well, I didn't know anybody in the town. So I went and stayed with my aunt an hour and a half away. And I just wasn't working, commuting like that every day. So I ended up, you know, getting in way too much trouble. They asked me not to come back. And, um, you know, uh, that was pretty much because of marijuana, you know what I mean? If they wanted to come in there to bother me about weed, nothing would have happened. And, um, but that was probably a blessing in disguise. I wasn't really ready for school. <laughs> so if it wasn't weed, it would have been something that would have gotten me out of there. But, uh, yeah, life's lessons. And um, let's see, my buddy... I was getting stuff from my buddy all the time and every once in a while, you know what I mean? He'd come across some, some beans in his pack and I, I, I'd uh, grab them from him because I was always interested in growing, just never did it. And this was 2006 and I found out those, or seven, uh, those CFL bulbs, the twisty ones. I just found it. I didn't, I was reading and I found out you could use those and I had to shit some of those around the house. So I was like, ah, shit. So I went and got a solo cup, filled it up with some fucking dirt and put a beam in it. And I did the paper towel fucking technique first, you know, the germination and all that. I was like, yeah, 
got it in there and um, put like a shit ton of fucking lights in the closet and lo and behold it happened. I didn't know what I was doing. And um, I got to somewhat of a harvest, a stringy little thing. But um, that was my first experience with it. But after that, you know, I was just being in prohibition land and such, you know, my mom got sick when I was young. So, um, I was always kind of trying to take care of her, but I never really knew how to deal with that and dealing with like mental illnesses and stuff like that. I'm diagnosed, not knowing what's going on. You know what I mean? Um, I, I self-medicated a lot and a lot of times cannabis wasn't around. You know what I mean? It was easier to find everything else. And, uh, unfortunately I got hooked on, you know, opiates and such. And that would, ruled my life for a long time cannabis was always there you know um, it was always there as a buffer it was always there as a rebound it was just always there and uh i always found you know when i got strung out i got pissed because i wandered away from cannabis you know and um so fast forward to um 2016 september 2016 i'm up here in chicago Came to visit my parents. I was living in Colorado, living the dream, working in a ski resort, you know, legal state, loving life. Everything's great. Came to Chicago to visit and um, just didn't cope well and ended up locked up in jail on a dope charge and uh, lost my ticket back to Colorado. So I ended up staying in Chicago for a while. Um, long story short, um, Okay, no, I came into Chicago in 2013. I went to prison in 2016. And that is when, um, so yeah, I came to visit in 2013, went to jail, lost plane ticket back to Colorado, stayed in Chicago. I did pretty well for a while, doing good. I uh, slipped off and then I was coming back doing really well. And um, it's funny because this was pre-legalization, you know what I mean? And so it was still hard to find good weed if you didn't know anybody, you know, and I'm not a very trusting, I, I don't trust people very well. So, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, hard to get uh, a good, a good supply or whatever. So, you know, I uh, met this guy and I'd only known him for like a week and um, jumped in a cab with him. He ended up robbing the cab driver. I actually jumped out of the cab. Yeah. But since I was on tape, I kicked in my door a week later asking where he was and everything. I don't even know the dude's real name or anything. Even if I wanted to say something, I wasn't going to, you know, going to be able to, but I was just like, oh, they got pissed at me. You know what I mean? And uh, nine years at 50% uh, is what the final offer they gave me. Uh, I got some good time by going to a drug treatment joint last year and got six months taken off my sentence. So yeah, I got out last year in June and uh, second day I was out, I found cannabis jumped in head first. Um, I had never been that clean. I did 46 months, so I'd never been clean that long from opiates, you know? So I was able to be removed long enough to just be like, yo, what the fuck? You know, like, I'd be a fool to go back. I lost that desire, you know? Like, when I was younger, I used to watch all the, you know, shows and shit like that, and my heart would raise. Now I see them, it's like, man, that sucks. You know, I feel bad for them, because I was there. I know what it's like, you know? I know what it's like to, to run from, from fucking life. Cause that's really all you're doing. And so I learned to cope with shit. I learned coping tools. I learned coping mechanisms. I learned, you got to learn all that shit in prison. You know what I mean? And like, I've been to jail a lot, but not prison. And like with my charge, they gave me 
fucking armed robbery, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon charge, you know? And so it's not like they're going to throw you in a little kitty camp. And um, so it was a real eye-opener. You know what I mean? I got to see, like, what, A, the system does to people. You know what I mean? B, what people do to people. You know what I mean? And, and, and the level of hurt some people are capable of and the level of hurt some people have been hurt, you know? Uh, so it gave me just overall understanding of life, a new understanding of life. And uh, I took that when I left and I haven't turned back. You know, um, I try to be as involved in the community as I can really. I'm always advocating people to get their cards so they can grow legally. Um, if not, I don't care. I'll still give you some cuts. Let's go get some lights, whatever, overgrow. You know what I mean? Um, I love the community, man. I've, I've never been accepted. You know, I was always moving around when I was younger and stuff like that. So I'd never had that sense of the community. And if I did, like, it was just always just some phony kicking and shit, you know? It was just, I never really felt a part of, or I wanted to be a part of, you know? And I knew I did in the cannabis community. It was just never really there. Like, I always dreamed of going to, to Amsterdam and shit like that, you know what I mean? Because, like, I saw them out there and I was like, oh, shit, you know what I mean? And then when it started happening here in the U.S., I was like, hell yeah, that's going to be me. Like my birthday is literally 420. <laughs> I feel like it was destiny. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man, I love it. Uh, been growing a little over a year now, about a year now, yeah. And uh, had a few successful harvests. Um, I have a great, great, great community that I'm involved in. That anytime I have a question, I can go and ask them. Of course, will bust my balls and you know call me every name. In the book but at the end of the day they're going to help me and pat me on the back you know what I mean and I love that about this community they'll pull you by your coattail when you're wrong and, and, and give you a hug at the end of the day you know what I mean and that's what it's supposed to be about uh, they'll let you fall you know fall if you have to but they'll be there to, to, to help you out you know um, coming across people like you huge blessing you know what I mean because you're another side of the cannabis community that a lot of people wouldn't see if it wasn't for it you know what I mean you go out there with your heart wide open you know what I mean? It's guarded, but it's open, and, and, and that shows, you know what I mean? And it shows in your show, it shows in your guests, it shows in just overall, so definitely appreciate people like you. Uh, people you kick it with, Smiley, he's a fucking great person, you know? And, uh, yeah, I don't know, I was rambly, sorry. <laughs> no worries, brother, no worries, I tell you, man. I, I can appreciate the fact that uh, if Worked your way off of opiates, man. Uh, unfortunately, it sounds like it was a, a rough way of doing so. But either way, glad that you found found your way off of them things, man. I've lost so many people to pharmaceutical drugs. So many fucking people to pharmaceutical drugs. I mean, family, friends, and it just it never seems to end, man. Last year, with the wave of uh, the fentanyl bullshit, I lost friends that I didn't even know had problems because the dangerous use of fentanyl, how dangerous that in particular drug could be. I didn't know, you know, it was, it's tough. So anybody that can find any kind of, you know, comfort in cannabis, you know, that's that's pretty fucking awesome. You know, it really is. And this community is very, very open and helping uh, in that way, man. 
I think anybody that smokes cannabis would rather see somebody smoking cannabis than using pills. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cheers, chat. I forgot all about uh, chat. Having a good time talking with you, man. So, uh, these, how long have you been doing like cups and stuff like that? Were you just like, hell yeah, dude, I'm like, I'm going to throw it on a cup. Uh, not that long. I would say a couple months at best. At best. Uh, I haven't, I'm not so big on the branding thing. You know, I just started doing it. I only did it just for fun to kind of, you know, help. People asked for them, and so I've got a few made, and everything that I've decided to print out is only in limited editions. I only do so many numbers of each design, and then I move on. So if you've got that shirt, there's only so many people that's got that shirt. That cup, yeah. there's only so many people that's got that cup. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Uh, just a short time, just a short time to answer the question. That's cool. I, I mean, I think it's cool because it's like, hey, it's a memento. You know what I mean? It's, it's like a, I, yeah, I get to remember that moment in time. It's pretty, pretty cool. That was my first uh, big event like that too. So, hopefully, a good one for you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was amazing. Putting faces to names and uh, stuff like that was amazing. And uh, just being able to try everybody's stuff was awesome too. You know what I mean? It just shows uh, it shows their love and their work. You know, for sure. They're always good times, and that was a small event, but that's a good example of pretty much what you will get from the cannabis community. Good times that you'll have at a Michigan event for sure. They said it was a lot bigger than last year's event that they had, so that's good. Yeah, it's been slowly getting bigger. That's you know, <coughs> like the campfire scene. You know, we have some pretty big cups, <coughs> but Michigan's just dabbling their feet in the camping adventure. Shit, there's another one down you by you here, I believe this Canada. weekend. Uh, yeah, Canada the Rainbow Farms. No, no, no. The uh, it's right here. Is that the one it's in another camp? No, 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 no. It's another camping event. Oh, lot of the same folks. It's a full spectrum come at Rainbow Farms, the fifth through the eighth. Three days of fun and music. So, so maybe I can uh, stir up Stony. You know, to rev up the old engine. Pick me up. Right down, right down. But yeah, man, I'm glad you enjoyed. Hopefully we see you at more of them, my friend. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I will absolutely be out there. Um, next year, I'll, I'll, I'll get a booth next year and then get some of my artwork out there and such. Uh, that'll be exciting. Um, Speaking of artwork, you just got some done, didn't you? Some oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. work. 
I got the, the Buddha there and I finished up. He wraps around and shit back this way a little bit. That's a fun spot. Good look. Better than better than when you seen it, that's for sure. He was only partially finished. Yeah. I've been running more in since I got back than when I was when I before I left. You laid some up there, didn't you? Yeah, I've been I've been laying some down recently. Um, oh, at the event, yeah. I uh, Tara, shout out to Tara uh, over there with the uh, Bros Grove, and um, that was super cool. She uh, she let me uh, tag her up, and um, I'll bring my machine out to the next event. I think Spartan said he's going to get something done, so that'll be cool. So, do you do? I how did how did you get into tattoos? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that uh, I went and I got my second tattoo, and then I got my third tattoo. I got second and third from the same guy, and uh, it was kind of a new shop for me. I had one other person working. And start picking up a lot, and so he just wanted, he's like, Hey man, you need help out around here, you know, I'll hook you up. Da, 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 da. I was like, Okay, cool. And then, um, piercings were really big, so he was doing piercings and tattoos. So he was like, Hey, do you want to learn how to do piercings? Help me out. I was like, Hell yeah! So I did that, uh, went through my apprenticeship, did really well, was doing well at the shop. I started drawing up tattoos and stuff for, for uh, clients, for them when they were busy, uh, you know, making stencils, just that kind of thing. And um, he was like, well, fuck, man, let's do it. You want to learn? I was like, all right. So I went through um, a basic apprenticeship. Uh, my first tattoo shop I worked at was in a, uh, it was like a value mall. It was an indoor like flea market. In Georgia in the middle of the hood and uh, middle of the recession but uh, everybody out there was selling dope and there's no recession in the dope game so we were plenty busy and I mean we were doing like $25 names $20 piercing so we had line out the door and um, that's where I cut my teeth and that face that fast pace you know uh, it really teaches you a lot working under pressure like that working with that kind of clientele and uh, get your script game down pretty quick. <laughs> Doing a lot of names and stuff like that, you know. So I fell in love with it, and uh, I did that for a while. You know what I mean? Off and on, just wherever I went, whether I was traveling, you know. Uh, <laughs> I did take a break. I went traveling. I got hired out of the High Times magazine. There was like an ad in the old magazines back in the day, Little Square uh, or Rectangle, Orange Rectangle. It was like. Do you like to travel? I was like, hell yeah. Are you between the ages of 18 and 25? I was like, hell yeah. I was 24 at the time, about turned 25. They were like, we'll call this number. And I called the number and I was in Tennessee at the time. I just wrecked my Harley, not knowing what I wanted to do in life. So they're like, all right, cool. Meet us out in South Dakota. Here's a Greyhound ticket. I was like, all right. So I went out there and sold magazine subscriptions door to door city to city, state to state for like seven months. It was a blast. It was a nonstop party, but it was just, it lasted about seven months. <laughs> I was just like a party on the road, but uh, the owners 
they had like two dispensaries in Colorado. And um, so our daily bonuses were like weed and all that good stuff. So yeah, that was pretty wild. Honestly, my two some of my two favorite cultures right there, the cannabis community, of course, I number one, seconded by the ink community. Uh, both of them, much like I enjoy hearing everybody's cannabis journey, I greatly love hearing ink stories. Uh, you know, as well as I do, nine times out of ten, uh, when you're in that chair, it's yeah you want some ink but again it's some kind of therapy or it's you know it's in there somewhere it might not be the reason of the day the tattoo may be but there's definitely some uh some therapy in there oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure you definitely yeah, as, and, as a tattoo artist or a part-time therapist as well sure i i like to think well i I, I don't like to think I know most in most times, man, that, your local tattoo guy probably knows more about what's going on in the community than anybody else. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, that's the truth. <laughs> but then people got, there's great stories in there, man. Uh, people that hang in there, their journeys, man, they're fucking amazing people, you know. Throughout, man, I've met a lot of cool people, a lot of cool fucking people in the tattoo shops, which I can't, you know, we tattoos were such an ugly stigma there for such a long time, man. You'd see people, they were all inked up. People would be like, oh, man, turn the other way. Hold the purse all tight when you try to open the door for them and shit, you know. Hold, don't judge a book by the cover. That's the that's the fucked up thing I don't get. Don't judge the book by the cover. So then you see somebody with tattoos, ink, incredible creative covers. Why would you want to crack that book? You know what I mean? Obviously, there's some kind of great person or story buried under that creative cover. Why would why wouldn't you people let that be such a signal? That's why I don't. Absolutely. I mean, like, yeah, tattoos are cool. You know what I mean? Like, I got so many that were just like, whatever, let's get ink, right? But, like, I've got some that, like, I really wanted. You know what I mean? That I felt like I almost fucking earned. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, especially now. I got a bunch of silly tattoos, and I'll put a couple more silly tattoos on me, but I've got some that I really want to get, you know what I mean, for special reasons. And uh, even the silly ones, I can look down and remember where it came from, you know what I mean, most of the time. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I remember like what was going on in my life. You know, what I mean, where I came from in a lot of instances. You know, and um, where I want to go, what I gotta do to make that happen on a daily basis. So, oh yeah, cheers to eat. Then, uh, like I said, the other aspect of that is the cannabis community, man. You know, we, I think a lot of us are the same when we say that, you know, we've always just kind of wanted to fit in in one way or another there. And I think a lot of us as growers are somewhat introverts, man. We have no problems 
being at home in the gardens with ourselves for long periods of time. Do we enjoy other people's company? Fuck yeah, but we're also very alright at times being all there by ourselves. And therefore, wow, man, when you did this, I did this for a long time. You couldn't do this, man. And then once, you know, we could do this, uh, Sub, Sub was the first one to kind of offer this kind of thing. You know, the weed nerd community and when people didn't, I, my kids, my friends didn't understand that shit either at first, man. But, man, it's a, a very warm community, man. And it's addictive. So, yeah, I can, I can relate to you coming into this community, finding this community, finding similar. You know what I mean? I can completely relate. Yeah. It's something that a lot of us, like, or, you know, speak for myself, I don't know, um, a lot of us strive for or, or wanted, you know what I mean? And then, like you said, uh, a lot of the people, especially the older heads, you know what I mean, are, are, are just now learning how to come out of the woodwork, so to speak, you know what I mean? They were, they got so many strong practices of being secretive that it's hard, you know what I mean? So I have to remember that because I just jumped into a community that's just like, oh, you know what I mean? It doesn't really matter. And so, um, you know, keeping keeping that in the forefront is, is huge. You know what I mean? You guys uh, definitely earned your stripes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and the information that's available at your fingertips today is like, as long as you have some heart, like you can grow some good weed. You know, just put your heart into it. Listen to a couple people. Fuck up some shit. You'll get it. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, I absolutely love this community. It's so night and day from people starting to grow today from when I, you know, like I started, man. You fucking couldn't say shit about it. You know what I mean? Learning sources were very limited. Today, shit, man, people and communities are giving away fucking seeds. You know what I mean? Knowledge flows as freely as you want to fucking take it. Uh, it's fucking great times to be Henry starting off a girl that's for sure yeah, I, love, I, I mean it's, it's infectious you know what i mean because now it's like i want to grow everything i don't want to go buy tomatoes and cucumbers you know what i mean i want to be able to do that myself and i want to be able to do it the cheapest way possible and using you know the best practices you know um that's what this has instilled in me and and, and that's the direction i want to go you know uh, and uh I just, yeah, yeah, just love it, man. I can't wait. I can't wait to be able to go get a nice little garden outside, you know. Um, hopefully, I'll be up in Michigan next year. That's what I'm striving for. So, uh, even even if I don't, um, Chicago has has uh, has its benefits as well, you know. Um, suburbs definitely seem a little bit more enticing. Being away for 46 months and then coming out to like COVID world was definitely a culture shock, you know. Uh, and so there's a lot of getting used to in that aspect, but I've been out for like a, you know, a year now, so over a year and um, just, yeah, just getting used to everything. And now we're, hell, we're talking about going back on partial lockdown or some shit. I don't know, man. I don't even watch the news just because it's too much nonsense going on, but, uh, yeah, this whole COVID thing is something crazy. 
Yeah, and his tape made definitely made things fucking weird, but uh, I'm right there with you. I try not to think about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so many ways. It's it's actually kind of even starting to get to the point where it's almost a peer pressure thing a little bit. And that shit ain't cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's like, damn, what else do you want to make somebody feel bad about? <laughs> but on the happy things, what's your favorite thing in your garden right now? Oh, man. Probably the best thing I'm looking forward to currently is the chillumbium I'm growing. The strongest thing probably in the garden right now is the six shooter. But, uh, one thing I'm most excited about is uh, the Chalumpium. I had a failed uh, tester run of some six-shooter crossed with, and it was an auto holy man. And they all just turned out intersects. It sucked because I'd given out a bunch of those seeds to some people around here, and they threw them all in their gardens and shit like that. And they all, of course, were intersexed and made a couple people upset with me. Oh, rats, man. That does sucks. I've never really been in on that. I can't go in on the autos yet. I'll tell you, man, it's uh, it's fun because of the turnaround, but I'm not dedicating that much room anymore. I got four of them going, and it's just that amount of space that it's taking up. I could, I could put some killer cologne in there or something. You know what I mean? Like, I just – not right now. Not with my plan. I'll harvest these down and uh, yep, I got two that are coming down this week and then another two they're edging on along right now. So we'll be done in probably a week and a half. That's looking like, and um, I'm only on day 60 on them. So they're, they're pretty quick, uh, super liney on two of them. And like I said, one is a like one to one ish with the CBD. So I'm, I got, you know, trash back. I was a skater, grew up skating my whole life. Anything with a board, I'm jumping on and throwing down something. So, uh, you know, trash my body. And um, so pain's always a thing. And I would want to look into CBD because, you know, especially working after, if you're if I'm up on my feet, man, for more than four or five hours, my back's locking out and stuff. So I got to have something to be able to relax those muscles and, and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to CBD. See what happens. Who's, a hypothetical Who's the breeder? Who's the breeder of the autos you're running? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, cheers to the hypothetical gardener. That's uh, his uh, project. He's got quite a few of them. You can check them out on Cannabis. I believe he has an Instagram now. Um, we're actually doing a uh, on the little caribou Discord thing. They're doing. Uh, Hashing got grow off. That's the CBD mix. And uh, when I went to the campgrounds, I had two up underneath some domes. And my buddy that came over to, to water for me didn't take the domes off. So I came back to some dampened off hashing got. So I'm out of the competition already, but it's all good. They're, they're having a blast with it. It's mainly a competition to see how much shit we can talk to each other about. Uh, the plants and how they look it's all in fun you know what i mean but we're always talking about how good each other's plants look and 
giving each other encouraging feedback. Sometimes we just want to talk shit to each other. So passed out a couple of the beans and let the shit talking begin. So uh, do you plan to grow, switch over to more photos? Man, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think, me, I, I've got these autos, but I'm, everything else is photos in there. I just got them in the, with the bed just because I get bored and pop seeds sometimes. <laughs> but like, like I said, that Dilly Bar has been vegging out for a while. Um, the Auroras, they've been, hell, they've been good pushing a month and a half now, so they're getting there. Um, it's going to be a nice one once I flip it. I'm going to wall-to-wall scrog the dilly. That would be fun. Stony Rockefeller, shout out to him. He just took down Dilly's bar not too long ago. That's who I got that from. He came and dropped off uh, two of those. At OKC, he is pretty good, man. I enjoyed uh, some of that stuff, yeah. Yeah, he, I, I love his uh, his medicine, man. He does a great job, killer job. Shout out to him. He definitely. Uh, and what is cool about him is you go down there and He's got one in DWC. He's got one in Cocoa. He's got one in Water Only. He's got, you know, every which way of going on. And he's not stressing. He's not pulling his hair out about anything. He doesn't have hair like us, but whatever. If he did, he wouldn't be pulling it out. Like, he just, he's in tune with his plans. He really is. Definitely good, dude. I was glad I he. I, he was, I got to meet him for the first time. At, yeah, he's uh, badass. This weekend. Definitely good dude, man. He is a badass. Did you get to meet Larry? Yeah, Larry yeah, O'Keefe? Yeah, yeah. Fucking A. <laughs> he, yeah, he played hey, some man. of their shit the other day on the, on the show, man. <laughs> they gave me a stack of CDs and said I could fucking play that shit on there. And I was like, hell yeah. It's cool. Man, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> they're rockers to the core. They really are. Like, I'll go and hang out with them. And they'll be, okay, man, you ready, man? Come on. We'll go downstairs and they'll just be jamming the fuck out. You know, like, they just do it for fun. They love that shit. And then we'll be driving. Larry will bust out the old fucking guitar while we're driving. Stoney will start drumming on the steering wheel. We'll have a whole concert right there while we're driving. It's awesome. They just they do it for the love of it, you know, and uh, it shows. So, what are uh, some of your all-time favorite trains? Oh man, train wreck. That was always a favorite. White Widow. Always loved that. If I could ever find the fruit, that was my cherry popper into the connoisseur game. So, I'd love to go back down to Georgia and find those people. Um. Yeah, those those two are ones I want to find. And then before I went to prison, so those forty six months, like a lot of shit was coming out. You know what I mean? Like that's when GMO got big. That's when cookies was getting huge. That's when all that shit was just like bam, 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 bam. And uh, so I missed out on a lot. So I've been playing catch up, and it's been a blast. You know what I mean? So I, I'll hear something. That, It'll be like an ancient strain the most, but I'll be like, hell yeah. You know, and I get to see how people, different people do it and the difference between different phenos in it. Um, and that's, that's amazing. 
So ones I'm looking forward to growing soon would be, I got that cuvee. So definitely stoked about that. Um, I got a Mac burger. I think Fluffikins is wrestling me out of that one. But I might keep a couple of them before I throw them his way. Um, and then I got a couple that old school chronic. I've got a couple of his beans at Cheetah Piss Line or whatever. Uh, I might play with a couple of those in the future. Once I flip this, and uh, White Widow, though. Um, that's one I want to work with. But one of the old cuts, I don't want to do any of the uh, really searching on that aspect. I want to go for the, the older school cut. You know, um, that was just one of those sit back and it, you know, you look at your buddy 10 minutes later and he's got this shitted and greening on his face like you do. And you're just like, man, you're fucking stoned, dude. You know, like the old school fucking good old high. Uh, I also like those fucking sativas where fucking you're on the phone, dude, I can't leave. I can't find my phone. And you're talking on it the whole time. You know, or you fucking smoke yourself into a panic attack. Those are awesome too. I love those. Like, uh, I just love weed, right? <laughs> oh, cannabis. You can take the dab real quick. But... Fuck yeah. I wish I had to. Oh, that's right. I'm sitting here thinking, man, I wish I had my rig set up. I busted my fucking rig fucking two nights ago. It's a love. It's a love hate relationship with dads at this point. In fact, actually, uh, I got an awesome puffco pen from Automation and Freedom in chat uh, a while back, and that thing actually works pretty good, man. I actually was using that earlier today. Little travel, little quick dab on the way to the store today, and that thing was hitting pretty good. But just a, uh, I don't know, not as big a dag as I'd like to take on there. I guess. Yeah, shout out to Indica B. He had one of those Puff Go little pens, and um, I think and like a champ is great. I loved it. Those Puffco Peaks are really nice. That'll be the next smoking, um, next smoking thing I'll buy. Just trying to think of a fancy word for it real quick, but smoking thing is the fanciest thing that came to my mind. That dab got me. <coughs> they had some good dabs up there at. Uh, I didn't know what the fuck to expect up there, Eagle. I thought it was going to be like the little rafting thing we went on. Yeah. They, they did that fucking uh, Sunday. Sunday, yeah. they had, uh, if you fucking hung out till Sunday, they picked everybody up at noon, dropped yeah, them off that, on the river. Sunday morning. Uh, we had to get back. Stony had to water his girls in a couple days. And yeah, you know how that goes. Definitely know how that 
Oh, this There's another one coming up in a cloud too. Later this month. That's the one we're going to do. That's the 27th, right? Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to that one from what I understand. So anything to be right on up there. Hell yeah. Looks like we'll so, get a chance to hang out in person again. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm gonna try to get on over to the CanCon. I haven't gotten tickets yet, but I know somebody that has an extra one and uh I'm going to try to get over there one of these days. It should be fun. If not, fuck it. I'll go hang out with people coming out. Get, get some slaps made up or something real quick and go pass them out. So, uh, who's one of your favorite breeders currently? Shout out. <coughs> shout out. Dave's not here. He just turned me on to Mean Gene. That guy's gnarly. That's good. Yeah, he's a great dude. I'm gonna shout out Ross and Jeff. I'll give them a shout out. He has some really good genetic lineup. Um, I want I want to believe that somebody has that stunk out there. You know, that that RKS. But uh, who knows? But yeah, so me, Gene, he's uh, what I'm throwing my focus into right now. quote unquote he was called a, a terp god right now is what somebody called him so <laughs> no he's uh he's definitely got some interesting stuff and um that uh dosey do cross with the licorice lime is part of one of his projects so I'm excited to see how that turns out what about uh Chad Westport saying burner, huh? Okay. <laughs> so that Chad, shout out to Chad. He's a great guy. Mr. Westport. Port. He is I'm sorry. Guy. Sorry, Chad Westport. I accidentally gave him a typo. I called him Chad Westport on uh, an IG post on accident. Sorry about that, Chad. You're a great guy. I don't know if I give bright readers props so much as a breeder. It's, I give it props for being a fucking hustler. So, hey, yeah, I'm uh, kind of there with you. Well, must say, it's funny. I had so <coughs> the last job I had was at a restaurant. And um, I was in the kitchen and shit like that. So my general manager, I, I overhear him. It's like my second day. And I hear him talking about weed. I'm like, oh, crap. Right. So I'm off. And then uh, so I go and talk to him. And he's talking about how he only smokes like Jungle Boys and cookies and this and that. I'm like, oh, geez, here we go. <laughs> and um, but it was cool. I got to even though I'm fairly new, you know what I mean? Like I've immersed myself in it so I've been lucky enough to meet a lot of really good people and uh, gotten a lot of really good knowledge bestowed upon me and I can help turn you know I mean I I've turned quite a few few people on to growing around me and and just not only that um, not being as reliant upon dispensaries is a big thing because most of them here in Illinois are corporate owned and fuck that shit honestly like 
they're not the greatest people. So if I can get people not supporting them, hell yeah. You know, um, we have, you know, what the MCMAs doing out there in Michigan, we had lobbyists come and just squash that shit all together from the beginning. Like the only caretaking caretaking we have in Illinois is I could be somebody's caretaker, but all I can do is go to the dispensary and pick it up for them and deliver it to them. Um, that's as far as the caretaking goes in Illinois. And uh, yeah, so the corporate cannabis didn't even want home growing here in Illinois. You know, they want to be the sole proprietors of medical cannabis. Honestly, it's a joke, man. Most people that need to smoke cannabis on a daily basis, you know what I mean, can't afford fucking 60 to $70 medical price aids. You know, that's outrageous. Um, yeah, it's outrageous. You know what I mean? Like, I went in at 16, came out at, at 20, and everything was fucked. You know what I mean? And, and that aspect. So the whole game had kind of flipped upside down. And then with the introduction of dispensaries, it was just like, what? Like the first time I walked into one, I was just like, I felt like I got slapped. Fuck that. I felt like I got dick punched. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it wasn't a joyful experience. I mean, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to be able to go in there and be able to open jars and smell weed and look at this fucking awesome shit. But you go in there and it's like an Apple store. You know what I mean? And like, Man, I met one of my best friends in there. Shout out John Bursey, you know. Um, he's still locked up for cannabis. You know, it's fucking crazy. We live in a legal state and he's incarcerated for cannabis. Solely cannabis, you know what I mean? Um, it's a victimless crime, you know what I mean? If you can have a, a dispensary in the suburbs with a line out the fucking door, but you're going to lock somebody up just a town over, you know what I mean? Like, come on, that's some shady shit. And... You know, he's, he uh, just got work, work release, but, you know, I mean, he just had to do two years hard time with some not of the best people, you know, and uh, good thing he's a good guy. He has hug life tattooed on him, H-U-G. He's like a big fucking hippie, you know what I mean? He's a great guy. And, uh, yeah, he's in work release down there in the middle of um, at home in Chicago. Anybody down there around there, drop in, show him some love. Uh, yeah, that, that's just uh, pretty silly to me that they're doing that. You know, he got locked up when it wasn't legal, but it's legal now. Let him out, right? Like, yeah, you think so? You would think so. Let him out and expunge that record. Absolutely. You know, and it's just you know, and not only that, they gave him a class X felony. The only thing worse than that is a super X. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's a minimum with six years right there. And, uh, it's just silly. Just silly stuff. And hopefully that uh, that shit will be changed very quickly. Very quickly. Uh, I, I talk about legalization a lot, man. I'm not so sure, man. I'm not one to... I'd like to see it, but I we need to take our time on that shit. I'm not trying to cut you off, but I'm not really for legalization anymore because of what they're doing with it. They're taking away what it's meant to be 
and making it a economic tool. You know, that's how it's used in Illinois, at least. That's the only reason they legalized it was for capital. And that's not the reason for it. You know what I mean? Like, if anything, give it some slight regulation. Um, but make it accessible, educate it. You know what I mean? But I, I, I was all about the legalization until I started seeing what it was doing. And I started hearing people talk, you know what I mean? About uh, maybe regulating a little bit, but... Yeah, I'm with you on that whole not legalizing thing. Yeah, I think if it blows across right now, it sounds like much like it, what happened in Illinois there, it's going to be coast to coast. They'll be like, oh, yeah, you guys want it? Okay, cool. Can't grow it anymore. <laughs> Only the big boys. Only the big boys. See, my thing is, is like, there's enough for everybody. Fuck, we need Karen and Sue and whatever need to go fucking, then go to the Apple store and buy their weed, right? Like, that's fine. They need to, because I don't want to deal with their ass anyways. So, you know what I mean? Like, I can help out somebody who needs it, that needs terpene-specific medicine, you know? Um, not some, yeah, you know, uh, so... <coughs> I don't, I don't care if corporate cannabis comes, but don't, don't like shit on us, right? Like, they're not hurting. The people that are coming and buying out these uh, social equity dispensaries license are huge corporations from other states, you know, so, and there's, and we're in a lottery system too. <laughs> That's what's crazy. So you can pay like, Three hundred to five hundred thousand dollars for your license application to get into a lottery and not get it. It's crazy what they do out here, man. And uh, they're a year behind on new lotteries, and they just had a new one. And now there's all sorts of corruption within it, you know. And, and now they're pausing this and that, and it's it's, it's just really crazy how they're doing it out here. And. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, like corporate can come in and fix all that shit, right? Y'all can do that, but don't shit on us and don't count how many of this or that, you know? It doesn't matter how many fucking zucchinis I have. It doesn't matter how many bottles of bleach I have, you know? Like, fucking plant. I'd like to see that too, but I don't think that's the way it's going to happen. I think business is going to fucking cut us right out right quick unless we take the time and put forth the proper I think with the whole uh, psychedelic frontier as well movement you know it's, it's building up a little bit of steam and helping people open up their minds to new thinking and, and uh, I think that helping uh, heal a lot of trauma and stuff and, and it's showing people new ways of life and hopefully that can continue you know what I mean? Because I, I do feel the momentum's gaining in, in the in the cannabis movement of trying not to let corporate come and take over. Um, but like you said, it's going to be a really hard battle from what I see. So uh, tell me a little bit about your artwork. Uh, do you, uh, is it just tattoos? Do you do paintings? 
Uh, I just started doing some digital stuff. Um, here recently, I got, I'll try to bring up some other ones as to the virtual background, but um, yeah, really, well, I don't know if I guess I didn't put any on there really. Somebody comes to you for some ink. Are you drawing up a original artist or just, I don't know. A lot of people like bring in shit. <laughs> do, you, yeah. do you use it for a jump off or do you just give them what they want? I mean, I mean okay, so. You have uh, um, more custom work for them to choose from? Yeah, so I mean, they come I was just trying to see if I had some stuff saved on, on Zoom that I could pull up real quick. Um, <clears throat> but I, I kind of have a style I like. When it comes to tattooing, though, it's so versatile because of how I move to tattoo um that i can throw down some color i can pack some color i can pack some you know some black and grays i really love getting into some nice black and gray that's why i was instantly drawn to your legs you know what i mean like i was just like you know you have some really nice work and, and uh i love that so if i need to steer somebody's direction in the right way to give them something that they'd like more you know, I think that's kind of our job as well, because a lot of times people come in with an idea that isn't really going to work. And, um, you know, that's when, you know, showing them your art, your style and stuff like that, because everybody kind of has their niche. When I when I do my digital stuff, it's kind of, you know, cartoony and new school and goofy and, and stuff like that. That's kind of what I'm known for in the digital world. Um, when it comes to tattooing, it's more of black and gray. Uh, but I do enjoy throwing down on some color as well. Nice, like, new school. Black and grace is more timeless, I think. More durable. I was mad because I got really drunk one night and I got color in my black and gray sleeve. And I woke up extremely mad. I was like, no. I wanted to go get it. What is it that... uh? South wrecking bomb, yeah, but whatever you live and learn, right? Yeah, well, unfortunately, I'm mixing the two now. I've got you know, coming above the hips, coming above the hips, I, I'm coming into color, so I have to transition at some point into the mix. And I didn't think I'd like it to be honest with you. I think I thought I'd like one or the other but with this the you know the latest edition here because it i like the step back and forth because it's got the color of the black and gray it makes the older work because it's not a sleeve technically right so it it blends everything but it makes everything yeah stand back out i was i got asked this the other day uh about the new work and shit. How do you like the new work? I'm like, I love it and I hate it because now I just like anything else, man. I feel off balance. A <laughs> A mystery. And now I already hate the the blank spots. You know what I mean? I could fucking go sit in the chair tomorrow, fucking just hammer it out if I could. <laughs> no, I, I know the feel. 
it's just like people are like oh man you got so many nice tattoos and stuff. i'm like man i got so many spots you know that's how i look at it i'm like man i can't wait but uh i, I definitely got it you're gonna be a suit too at some point you think i gotta get something done i've been itching for too long I haven't got any me to stop here. <laughs> here. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe here. Yeah. Well, I'll, go, I'll, go I'll go up here. I'll go I'll go all the way up to the throat. I'll probably go up there, you know. But uh I told myself 50. Once I turn 50, I'll get the head. I'll get the I'll get the dome. I did see that one of the bald dude and he had the uh push and mod mode. It's funny as so. hell. Right there in the back of the city. <laughs> Really? That was funny. This is an old tattoo magazine. He's an old fucker, too. No, I actually seen a cat that just got one. I was That's why I was like, really? You ran into that fucker? Oh, no, no, yeah, I saw this in an old tattoo magazine. Yeah. No, this cat was like 75, man. Again, the people you see at the tattoo shop, man. This cat was kill man. 75 didn't have any other fucking ink, but he just had to have a little stick man above the little fucking hairline. And he thought that shit was just the best thing ever. I gotta get uh I love love seeing old people get that shit still. I gotta get my toes done. I got a bunch of toe tattoos I want to do. Like, uh, I'm gonna get a truck on my other big toe for a tow truck. They're all gonna be silly ones because, like, I got really drunk at the shop one day and thought it'd be a great idea to tattoo my own toes. Not a good idea, but uh. Yeah, so I got I got a few cover ups. That was that was my first year tattooing. You would make a lot of mistakes your first year tattooing. I would trust you. myself to tattoo on myself. The first one I did was right above my knee. I didn't even know how to tattoo at that point. I was still apprenticing as a piercer, and the owner of the shop left, and I was just there with the the guy uh, tattooing. And he was just egging me on the whole time. Knew I'd get in a bunch of trouble for going and getting the owner stuff, you know what I mean? And so I went in there, set up the tattoo machine the best I could, and just ran it out. Owner was proud and pissed. <laughs> but, What's your uh, favorite tattoo so far that you've done? That I've gotten? That you've done? That I've done? Is there, yeah, is there one that stands Did a out? hatchet on my buddy's... It's like right here. There's like a new school hatchet that was really gnarly. And then I did a new school heart right below it. Uh, it was like a new school um, anatomical heart with a lock. lock. I need I need to get in contact with him. That was so long ago. Um, I need to get a picture of that. But yeah, Michael Casino. Cheers, brother. wonder where you are. And uh, yeah, that, that was definitely my favorite one. That was um he got he got a really cool cool little thing going on now that the guy who did all right here ended up doing once I moved did the rest of it going down. That was definitely my favorite. What about you? 
Uh, favorite? Well, I don't tattoo people, but my favorite oh, tattoo. I thought I heard you say that you do. I don't know why I uh, thought that. No, I think a couple of other people have thought that too because I've had Big Jack Rose ask me if he came up if I'd give him some ink. I'm like, yeah, I don't give ink. I direct you, my guy, but I don't give ink. No, I, no, hell no. no. I appreciate I, spent a lot of time in the tattoo place. Yeah, your 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 body shows it, man. You got some great fucking work on you, dude, for real. You got some. I, I saw it from across the way. I was like, I just saw the ink. I looked down the leg. I was like, damn. You know, like the, you got some solid work, man. Well, that's the artist that's worked on me too. Though. They've always kind of pushed me to like a little bit bigger piece than you know. Sometimes you want to get just. So the details That's my chest got up done. a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah, I went in there to get like a little name across my breast, you know, uh, like my mom's name, and I came out with a whole chest piece. Let's see. I guess uh, they want to see my camel toe. That's one of my other That's tattoos. artwork over there. Oh, yeah. I love eating some fungus and looking at that stuff. Let's see. I guess I can show my camel toe. Let's see if you can see it. There you go. My buddy actually did that. Uh, he right out of the joint. This was back in 20. It was smoking a joint. You can kind of almost see it. But um, yeah, he was still running with it guitar string and tape deck and everything else. I was like, what are you doing? I was working at a shop at that point and everything. And I had some extra machines and I gave him a setup and that was the first one he ran. But he went all the way to South sure. Africa tattooing, man. He did it. He did, I couldn't he help but look. I couldn't help but notice as you're showing the camel toe and I get the camel toe, but as you like arch your foot around, you know what I mean? To show the camel toe. It actually kind of looked like a camel toe. <laughs> yeah. I've seen another another funny tattoo like that. They, they tried to make it, and I don't have it, but I've seen it. An anatomical, uh, yeah, tattoo. It's pretty, pretty cute. But I had a tattoo on the inside of my hand. Can't really see anything, but a couple scratches now. Yeah. Ooh, that was rough. It was like a dull razor being dragged. How big was it, man? That's, oof, that's it was a, it was, an, it was a big lighter. It was just the outline of a big lighter. <laughs> Young and dumb. So but, do you uh, think uh, that's a tough one? I mean, they're actually, do you think you'll ever do another uh, hand tat as far as, you know, for a customer? And do you think you'll that's gonna be a tough one to master because it has to be done just right for it to hold up any length of time? I don't think they'll hold up, yeah. yeah I mean, you know, but. I have stars right there, and that's they've been oh, gone over twice, you know, and they're faded as hell, ate up. It's just a part, it doesn't hold well, 
and uh, everybody's skin is different. <laughs> some people have super callous hands, some people have baby hands, some skin will just blow out instantly, especially inside the hand. Um, so yeah, that's not something that we see too often, but hell. I mean, my biggest thing was like when Gucci man got his face tattooed. Every man, everybody wanted a fucking face tattoo after that. And like, I've always kind of had a conscience, you know what I mean? Like, man, I used to tell people, come back in like a month, and if you still want it, I'll give it to you half off. Because people would come in with the most ridiculous stuff, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, Shout out to Gucci man and the face tattoos. I can appreciate you trying to discourage some uh, some tattoos. There's definitely artists out there that don't get two shits that take your money. I mean, I've definitely but, been there, but I never like I, like I never like doing like gang affiliated shit or anything like that. You know what I mean? Because I know people change, so. I don't want to let, let. I didn't even like doing names. You don't want. You don't want to do that. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times somebody came in, wanted the girlfriend's name on their neck. I sat there and tried to talk them out of it for three hours, and end up doing it. And they come back and it's not even healed yet, and they want to cover it up. You know. So. Yeah. I'm very on the. I'm, I'm very on the fence about. Ink. I know this sounds fucking crazy, but I love ink. I, you know, I don't mind people get tattoos. You get tattoos, I don't give a fuck. What you get tattooed on your body, I don't give a fuck. This is where my, like, as you say, kind of moral thing kind of comes into battle. Is right now, it's, uh, I see because it's so trendy, so many young people, super young people, just getting tatted the fuck up. And it's like, like even around here, you know, the area I'm in, it's like, it's not even that they're getting tattoos. I mean, what, I, what I'm seeing is like fucking young people just going out and getting, well, like basically kind of not even this, you know, this was a nice sign, you know, this is some line word too, you know what I mean? They're doing that but garage style where it's just, just I see a lot of just like outlines you know what I mean? Here, there large outlines, it's like wow, <laughs> how come you didn't get that one finished and before yeah. you moved on to the, you know what I mean? It's like they're just marking up a bunch of territory, no thought, no rhyme. And it's like heartbreaking as somebody that's, you know, I love tattoos, but again, I, I, I wish I would have had a little bit more thought to my journey when I started to where I wasn't trying to piece things in if I would have went through a more theme, you know what I mean? I'm gapped up, man. I just, I got... I did the same thing, piece it together. I'm sitting in the shop or board. Hey, man, until I run in something, you know. And I just made a post the other day. Uh, or not a post, I uh, put it on my story. 
because somebody called me for a tattoo and I was so busy that day. You know what I mean? And he's like, Hey, my buddy wants a tattoo. I'm like, all right, cool. Put him on. So I'm talking to him. Hey dog, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get some meat. All right, cool. What you want? I don't know, man. Just, you know, something dope. All right, cool. Where you want it? Uh, uh, you know, and so at that point, I'm like, holy shit, man. Like, he would have literally let me put anything on him at that point, right? So it's like, I know he wants a tattoo, but he doesn't know what he wants. He doesn't know where he wants it. He doesn't know anything, right? So it's just like, think about it, bro, and hit me up, <laughs> right? Like, it's just... I, it's so easy to get caught in that that momentum of it. You see other people doing it, and, and, and you're like, hell yeah, hell yeah. And I see that a lot, like you're saying, with these like uh, garage style tattoos. And I and I and I say that lightly because I see amazing work come out of home to uh, home studios and stuff like that, and house calls, you know. But just the style of tattooing, kind of that's that's big, you know. It's that outline stuff, and and it's rough, and it's. I don't know, man. You like it, I love it type deal. But at the same time, like, bro, you got to have that shit in another 20 years. <laughs> you know, that's something I wasn't thinking about when I was getting eaten out. But. Shout out to Argentine Kush Queen. She has some pretty dope uh, weed-based artwork. She was on the uh, Caribou Show. But you find her on my cheat. She has some nice weed-based. I like seeing that, too. Uh, people getting, like, Based tattoos, I love seeing that, especially old ones where it's like legalized from back in the day, and now they're like, Hell yeah, man, I told you it happened. <laughs> you know? Mine are just the corny, probably standard weed tattoos. I have, of course, the classic. The molecule, the THC molecule on the inside arm that I've had for about 10 years. It's actually the TGA colors. When I started becoming a tester, I got this tattoo way back when. I got the CBD molecule on the back right there for what that is. And then when sub pass, I got the weed tired yeah. We nerd uh, the dank emblem on my leg there to kind of commemorate my buddy's death there. So I'm on my only three weed tattoos. And I forget about that one down there all fucking time, man. I was in some store the other day. Some cat looked at me and went, weed nerd, huh? I was like, yeah, man, I'm a fucking weed nerd. Yeah. I kind of like forgot that it was even like on the leg, like right there for his. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm a proud weed nerd. Just sometimes you forget it's there. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, that's awesome. Loud and proud. The other ones, I usually laugh and smile. I get like the one on the arm. What's that molecule on your arm there? I just kind of smile and turn. CBD, either you know it, even if you haven't figured that one out by now, you know, it's whatever. Right. Just as I say, we need to I don't think I got what you were smoking on. What are you smoking on? 
flower you smoking on? I am smoking some orange boss tonight. I'm spotted right now. Fucking orange shit. Oh my god. It's uh, everywhere. It was nowhere and then it was everywhere. Once that Florida orange started coming out. Uh, around here at least. That's when we got flooded, but yeah, you said you were on that OKC earlier too. So yeah, more orange right there. Yeah. In the garden here, I've got the orange boss. I've got the jelly bean. I got the agent orange. <laughs> so there's a little bit of orange floating around here. Not my favorite turkey either. Uh, what about you? You an orange guy? Um, I'm not a huge orange guy. I, I like lime right now. I'm on a lime kick. Um, but by far, not my least favorite turp by by far. I love I love a good orange leaf. I, lo I love a good orange turp. I love uh, especially in concentrates. But if it can come out in flower form, oh man, um, profit over there on caribou. He was nice enough to let me sample some of his, uh, I believe it was DK orange. I'm not sure if by who or anything, I'll find out. And um, that was pretty orangey. And uh, I was surprised because I, like I said, I've not really had that come out in the flower counterpart that I've seen, just more so in the concentrates. Yeah, for me, I enjoy the, or the orange taste. Don't get me wrong. I very much enjoy the orange turps. It just the high for me. I can smoke. I can smoke that shit all day, and I can be. It's more of a sociable kind of high for me. You know what I mean? Laughy at best, but it ain't that like holy shit. I'm too fucking high. You know what I mean? That's kind of like the weed I personally like to have around. Is that? have to watch your step with it almost like you're good you're good oh fuck you don't <laughs> you go you go to the grocery store and just forgot that you like we're supposed to go to, you were supposed to go somewhere else you just ended up somewhere <laughs> like you took that wrong turn quick <laughs> love that shit that's i actually have hopes for a good weed like that right now i got a board 13 that Alex Hardy uh, sent me, and I had to. I pulled it down because I was. I put it in a new soil. And it was like almost done, but not. It was like close enough. I didn't really want to dump some shit on. You know what I mean? To, so I just pulled it down. It was close enough. I pulled it down. And I was smoking some of that yesterday. And I was all spacey as fuck, pulled in the grocery store. I'm like, oh, fuck, I was going to the gas station and shit. <laughs> so I'm kind of looking forward to that shit going full term, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. That's a, you love that stuff. Sitting there at the stop sign, like, waiting for it to turn green. That's, a, that's some good shit. Chad Westport in chat a minute ago asked, what was your craziest space tattoo? Uh, worst space tattoo. Worst face tattoo. Uh, I hated doing anything 
like I said, gang related. I just flat out wouldn't do anything like that. But um, girlfriend's names. Hated it. And uh, that is one of the worst ones that, that I do. But people would come in and they just, like I wanted a middle finger. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm all about FTW or whatever, FTP, whatever. I can, I can put that on you, right? But I'm not going to put it in the face. I was uh, locked up with a guy that he had. I hate my mom tattooed on his forehead. Swear to God. Big old block letters. But uh, that one, that was the worst one I've ever seen. Right there. I love my mom. Shout out, mom. Love you. So was that a chance for you to protect... Uh perfect a little bit of art uh why you were in there yeah absolutely um i think i have a couple of my drawings that i did in there but yeah i mean i, I had time to where you know didn't have to worry about shit so you can sit down and draw without thinking about uh just some like script, kind of. But I have a big problem finishing things. Yeah. Especially when it comes to my own work. Here's uh, one that I started. Nice. Yeah, I did. I definitely dig the skull. Yeah, that's I love doing skulls because you can do the same skull nineteen different ways, a hundred different ways. It doesn't matter, you know. Um, this is like a chest plate that I drew up, kind of new school style. Got like revolvers and stuff in it. You ever fucking speak in the chest plate? You ever fucking tattooed in there on that nipple? Oh yeah, yeah dude. Tattoos. Especially when people, especially when I'm tattooing somebody's chest and they keep on complaining about me being next to their nipple and I'm nowhere near it, I'll just grab it and I'll fucking put a dot in it, just right in the middle of it, real quick, and be like, "That's what it feels like." I'm not now, you know. <laughs> I won't do that to everybody, but my homies—they're definitely getting that treatment. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, it's my old celly. That's pretty fucking cool. Money rose. Money over bananas. So is that something that you've thought about doing as well? As, uh, you know, artwork for cannabis? Yeah. Um, my digital artwork has been pretty much solely strictly cannabis related. I just do goofy stoner art, you know? Um, I love it, but at the same time, like, I, I love doing stuff like this, you know, I love getting down and just being able to get lost in a painting and, or, or drawing and, you know, um, like, I was got, like, the angel whispering in his ear and stuff, and I was going to give the angel, like, a full bodysuit, you know what I mean, like, he's going to chat it up and shit, but just, you know, like, you can do so much different stuff, and, you know, um, especially since, like, 
the reintroduction of psychedelics into my life has played a big part in, in how I look at art as well. Um, but, you know, they definitely have their time and place in the world as well. And uh, have you ever threw any of those into ink form? Um, no, I have not. I am tomorrow night, actually, I'm tattooing live. I don't know how I talk myself into doing that shit, but we're doing uh, like we're doing an art panel on a caribou show tomorrow night. And uh, sorry, crazy pop mom. Uh, shout out to her. She's putting it together, but I just spilled the beans that I'm tattooing. I was supposed to keep that secret, but whatever. It's all good. Um, yeah, super stoked about that. He's got... He was actually the first person I inked up. I met him in prison. He had a uh, real shitty pot leaf on his back. And I was like, man, when I get out, when we get out, man, I'm going to tattoo that, man. I got you. You know what I mean? We got out and around each other. So uh, I cleaned it up for him and already. So now I'm just going to add a bunch of shit to it around it and make it look cool. You know? uh, it's one of my homies, so I'd be able to throw down, smoke some weed throw down some meat, have a good time. Uh, there's going to be a lot of other people on the show as well, introducing our Astro Charlie's going to be on there. Cheers, brother. He's awesome. He's an amazing artist in the cannabis community. Um, he has widespread knowledge of application as well, right? So like people that want to get logos, he's real good at uh, formatting everything. Shout out to him. Uh, yeah, he's, he's going to be explaining a lot of stuff. head up there. All right, badass. That uh, deck he had too. That was really badass. That's yeah. that. Shout out to his girlfriend too. She has yeah. some artwork. We ever get together? That's kind of shit that I'm looking for. The kind of shit you draw there. I, that's why I like. I, I just like. I have. I think it's the loan. I think I have. Oh, maybe a hundred, couple hundred. Do you see? Yeah. This yeah. was actually for uh, Mobius Grows. This was a rough draft of something I did for him. Uh, he was the one who kind of nudged me into shout out to him. He was the one uh, kind of nudged me to start, you know what I mean, doing digital uh, work. So that was, that was really big. Just the community, man. You know, it's fuck, we're everywhere, right? We're ingrained in every part of society, so we have talent everywhere, and that's what's amazing. Like, if you need something, you don't have to go far. And people, yeah, you got your fucking scammers out there. You got your people that are out to get over on you. But what I've seen for the majority is we're here to help each other and uh, steer each other in the right direction when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, I've never thought about doing a tattoo on air, but I, well, but I did do my feet. I did, I, I live streamed my feet while I got them done. Just kind of yeah. talked a little bit of shit, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> people, Help make your mind People up. actually were surprised how much of a good, you know, just regular conversation I could have while I was getting my feet done. But what I, I was, I actually... RSO and fucking tattoos hand in hand. I'm telling you, I tell you to anybody else that's gonna. I don't, I don't know if you want to tell your tattoo guy that before you go in, depending on your artist. But, uh, fuck, 
man. I've, I've sat through some good, good sittings and haven't even you know, twitched through them fuckers. Oh, that's pretty fucking badass right there. I can dig that shit. Uh, yeah, with a little eat. bit of RSO before. Hell yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to some RSO eat therapy, man. I'm all about it. I got this studio down the street from me that I kind of like. Uh, the people aren't assholes there, so that's a big thing, you know? Like, I got this place called the Tattoo Factory right down the street from me, and, like, they're a bunch of clowns, dude, you know what I mean? Like, straight up just clowns, and uh, they just, you know what I mean? Like, they they do all right work, but whatever. Um, yeah, that's a big thing, like, when, especially now that I'm I'm picky, right? Like, I got to find a good artist. I got to find somebody that's got my style. I got, I got a lot of shit I want to get done. And then I, I, I got to find out if I want to go down and get the guy who originally did this. He's still tattooing, going crazy. Um, do I want to let him go over it again, you know? That's got to go all the way down to Atlanta. So have you started, do you have a, uh, an artist page yet? No, I uh, I was just talking to somebody about that today about getting one started. I'm not, I'm new to this whole social media thing. I I hated social media my whole life, you know, especially when it first started coming out. Like, wasn't yeah, but you know, uh, somebody showed me that um, the canvas community within it, and I was like, holy shit, man, you know, like, and it it can Dude, be used for good, right you know, now. so much good shit, but. It's just what people All right, let me like, let me let me school you a little bit here, brother. Right now, seriously, this is straight straight shit. If you seem to have a good eye, nice hand for the art, man, that shit transfers over in the too easily. It's one of them fucking careers that you're blessed with what's in your hand. And you can transfer it with your, you can, what well, you bless with what's in your head and then transfer it through your hand. That skill can backpack with you anywhere. All right. So just as you've learned the social media with your cannabis, and that's only, you know, your cannabis work is cool. You know what I mean? That's great to be in the community, but, you know, it's truthfully, as far as like careers go, you know what I mean? We, we can we can build a, a cool reputation, but at this point, you know, I honestly, this is me too, my friend. You know, and coming up through this thing, oh yeah, it could be a grow, a big ass grower. Then you think, you see, come up, I don't want to be a big, I don't, I to take, take my dream right now, go be for a commercial grower for somebody else, isn't the dream. You know what I mean? harder to do so you know there's niches i can find myself to say in the canvas you know there's always breeding this and that caregiver whatever but still a very hard whatever i'm not squashing your dream in that at all build that shit you know what i mean but this is what i'm saying you as you're posting your pictures of flowers to build a reputation in this community, okay? And so you should be doing the same thing 
with your art. And this is one of the other things I'm going to tie this in with you to hear again is it's a backpack God-given skill. Now, that that Instagram you build with for your art, your tattooing is a fucking credit card. Or it's not a credit card, but it's a business card. You know what I mean? It's something that people, and you can attach the two now as you build your followers with the cannabis community, let them know about your ink page. So you can kind of twofer on that. You know what I mean? You let people know both sides of what you do just in case, you know, they want to work with you either way. Yeah, and then people are hungry for ink right now. And that works in a couple of different ways. Any, any shop that you approach to now, you can go, hey, this is my work. Any customer you bump into. You want to see my work? Well, fuck yeah, I got 500 pictures on my Instagram. Take a look at what I can do. Get back with me. DM me. You know what I mean? There's always that. Any need number, DM me on my fucking Instagram. Look it over. Hit me up. We'll make it as shit happen. But as that reputation builds and you work on your canvas journey as well, you kind of go on these trips to Michigan, whatnot. You build a reputation in the ink community. Shit, as you come up here, there's a fucking awesome studio in Traverse City, as well as Houghton Lake, where you could be like, well, I'm doing a guest appearance, you know what I mean? And they like that, too, man, you know, Traverse City. They can book, you know, they like, to, uh, you know, artists, pop-in artists, too. So you could, you could be cashing in on both. Yeah, I would be, to be honest with you. You know and, what I mean? I mean, especially since uh, the camping trip, you know, that kind of reignited a fuel under me to whatever. I, I mean, canvas is going to be in my life, right? Whether it's my career or not, like I'm always going to be growing. So it doesn't matter. Um, I'll always be a caregiver in a sense or another. Um, you know, if I can make a living doing art, I'd love to do that, right? Uh, that, that, that'd be huge. Nobody wants to work in a restaurant or go fucking wire up houses the rest of their life. You know, uh, some of them are having fucking... artists right now, two, $250 an hour right now. That's what, like tattoo factory is ridiculous right next to me, man. And they're not even top artists. It's 175 bucks to sit down, you know, and for, for something that they print off a computer this big, you know, like it's, it's crazy what they're doing. And, um, yeah, my buddy, like I said, he got out. Uh, the second time he got out of prison, he hit the ground running with tattooing. And he's doing really well. He's traveled all over the world doing it. And uh, he's settled down out in Oregon right now. And um, he does a lot of, like, sacred geometry and stuff like that. And straight killing it. He's the one who's in my camel toe. Crash Tattooer. Check him out on IG. Crash underscore Tattooer. Dope. Dope cat right there. That's my home. And, um, yeah. So, I'm uh, I'm excited. I, I've been tattooing a lot since I got back. I've been uh, posting up some pictures and stuff like that as well. Um, all my digital work, people have found me and asked off of Instagram or Cannabis. And it is wild. When somebody reaches out to you and they're like, hey, dude. Can you do something for me? I'm like, what? You know? Um, so that's really cool. I've actually got a couple commissioned pieces. Uh, that's great. You know what I mean? Like bills are expensive. <laughs> so um, I love it. And I'm going to see where it takes me. Uh, 
know what I mean? I'm never going to put all my eggs in, in one basket per se, you know what I mean? But uh, a little bit of comfortability is not, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? And being able to, like you said, uh, my buddy, he, he guest shot, he guests all over the place. He goes to uh, Atlanta all the fucking time and he, and he guests, he, he, he appears as a guest down there all the time in Colorado a lot because that's where he's from or not from but he lived out there for a long time and uh, he's real big into the, the uh, community as well so yeah absolutely too easy at this point. yeah too easy at this point especially as you're doing the the YouTube thing you reaching out you know the, the YouTube it's kind of weird man a lot of people that Fuck, man, this community is huge, man. Talk to people every night from the UK, Australia, fucking all across the United States, Canada, you know what I mean? So traveling with cannabis and booking guest spots, you know what I mean? That's as easy as like just a couple of your followers that live in the town that you're going to, you know what I mean? Want to hook up and you just kind of need a shop or whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? A plus B. You know, I'll be there. Let's meet up there. I'll do a couple guest tattoos, whatever, one there for the day. We'll score some extra cash. I would do it, bro. I swear to God, I would be. I'll tell you what, it is. Very talented. The art that you've shown, I mean, you've got a good rock there, it looks like, man. Get the face. Thank you much. I really appreciate that coming from you. That that's a big compliment too. So, and as an artist, you know, I mean, we're all. I'm always doubting. You know, it's just something we do. You know, and so it, it, it's always nice hearing that kind of stuff. So, rock on! I really appreciate that. Big compliment, shit. I would, man. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. dream to work for themselves. So. so yeah. Yeah, absolutely, dude. That's the truth, man, because especially, you know, 46 months away from all that shit. But, I mean, at the same time, fuck, you work as a joint for pennies on the dollar. <laughs> you know, literally. Uh, but, um, like you said, who doesn't want to be able to wake up and be like, all right, what's my schedule today? What am I making my schedule like today? And that is also a challenge waking up and, and having to dictate your own time, not having to go in and clock in and, and that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's, it's, it's a challenge. I welcome every day. So how did, uh, how did you end up coming up, coming about hanging out with the guys over there at Caribou TV? How did that all come about? If you don't mind sharing a little bit of that. Yeah, actually, it's funny. Um, Caribou reached out to me to do a logo for him for his TV show. I did the little Caribou heart uh, design for him. And he asked if I wanted to jump on with him one night and talk. And I jumped on. And then after the show, he asked if I wanted to come on the next one. And kind of just took off from there. I've loved every minute of it. Um, like you said, just being able to talk to everybody. We had somebody from South Africa on. Um, there in Canada, uh, you know, Uncle Rick and Crazy Pot Mom and uh, Caribou and stuff. So that's just, that was just like you said, you know, Art Art brought me there, and um, 
he's like family now. You know, a lot of a lot of those guys are. Uh, and it's put me in contact with a lot of really good people. Shout out to Caribou. He's a great guy. Shout out to everybody on the Caribou show as well. Um, we're kind of uh, the roughneckers of the YouTube cannabis community, I guess some people would call us. You know, we're kind of harsh and, and blunt. and We like to have a good time. And a lot of us are rather new when it comes to, it comes to it. So... I love just hearing the knowledge and the wisdom coming from a lot of these guests and uh, just being able to talk to them and listen to them talk is just amazing. For sure. I definitely love uh, talking to you guys, the cannabis community, myself. I haven't necessarily figured out exactly like where i kind of fit in i just it's like a genre you know what i mean if there's like i'm no i'm not a how-to not a little not alerted i don't know i've actually heard the, the uh like the wormhole kind of described a couple of different ways you know a clubhouse bar a bar cannabis bar i don't know I don't it, know it, necessarily it, how that falls in it, in it where there, but it's or, or, or yeah, or, or like a barber shop. You know what I mean? Like when people sit down, and you're ready to hear some shit. You know, like it could be anything and everything, and whatever it is, usually it's something good. So I love it. Fuck yeah, I love your, I love your shit. Absolutely. Now, um, I heard, I heard. Uh, what lights are you running? I got an old mess of shit over here. Yeah. <laughs> Did I hear something old about the Maxi Suns? About the what? Maxi Sun? No, no Maxi Sun. Oh, wait. No Vivio Sun. I got a Vivo Sun here. Right there. 100 water. And yeah. actually, for a little 100 water. That's a thirty by thirty back there. I don't. I don't talk about that much time over there. But we're a little light, man. A little hundred dollar light. That thing ain't bad. Yeah. I got. I got two of those. You know, Revo signs. Yeah, I got. I got the Maxi Sun ones. That's why I had asked. Uh, I got two of those little Quantum one hundred waters, and uh, I got it in there with the Canon from Black Sail. That Canon is great. Uh, yeah, but those those uh, Quantum they do. Great. Great supplemental. Yeah, Keith's a good dude, too. Yeah, I got, well, I'm running that. Of course, I brought 4K HBS that I run. I have uh, T5s, but the not T5s. They're all LED replacements. Uh, I run for veg uh, here. Different angles right there. Uh, it's a, a veg mess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, then, uh, and another you around me that is the daytime. I uh, run. I got a big couple of PP uh, four thousand blue plus four thousands. I've got a couple of fucking various Mars lights. Another PP three hundred. Uh, got a uh, active grow. 
660, well, Pro Max 660, which is fire style light. So it's a mixture of LED and HPS floating around here. I hear a lot of people doing that. A little mixed lighting these days and um, liking the results, especially with the metal halide supplemental and stuff like that. Um, well, I haven't necessarily mixed them like in a flower atmosphere in a long fucking time. Uh, at one point, I had like a setup like this where it was up in an attic space there. And I ran, I, these were more spaced out. I, and I would like, so I ran a fucking Mars uh, 1200 and then I ran a Mars 1600 and then fucking another Mars. In between those at one point, and I was like, yeah, this is it produced some good blood, you know what I mean? But it was too hot, man. Them old Mars lights, that old Mars fucking 1600, that thing fucking threw out heat like a motherfucker, man. Right. That was a hot light. So I haven't mixed them in flour in a long time. So right now they're either veg. My bench lights are all LED to flower, or there is LED flower, but there's no mix. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Those, uh, even the little Kwan boards put off a little bit of heat, huh? Those little heat sinks up there. Um, Not too, too bad, but they do get hot. I had two of them in a two by four. And, um, I had it the way I had it tucked away in the, in the closet. It was just well, ventilation was a nightmare. So uh, I think that's a lot. You bring up a good point, brother. I think a lot of people think that you're gonna get an LED, and because I, I get asked all the time, you know, why do you why do I run these tents open like that? I don't see how like the even them blue buses, them two four. 4,000, four, two 400 watt lights in a 4x8 tent. If I don't open that shit up, you know what I mean? Lights on. Hour into that shit, that tent's fucking hot. You know what I mean? You're right. Them things do kick off some fucking heat. Yeah, I mean, fuck that cannon in the 3x3. Three three. Um, in the summertime, I live in a studio, you know what I mean? In Chicago, and they don't have uh, central air or anything. So that's nightmare trying to cool down you know um, but then you gotta be smarter than the tent sometimes so i just moved the tent over by the window you know? <laughs> i might sacrifice my comfort but i don't care about my comfort it's all about the ladies right that's right that's right oh yeah but no it's I been a lot of since i took the tents down well i got one up to keep my clothes in but <laughs> so you've uh, moved over to a more of a room now yeah a grow room. I mean, yeah i wish i could uh i can show it we're in Beijing, so. they're all sleeping now and shit but let's see if we can see something These are all the new ones over here. And these are those autos I was talking about. 
But then the Dilly Bars is back there. Um, got the two Auroras over there. Got those are five gals. That's in the 20 gallon back there. Uh, I'm running it all in organics. Soil that I mended, that I did myself. Uh, huge shout out to Fluffikins. He's been a huge help in the soil game. Um, I've called him many a times in the middle of uh, Home Depot or something. Like, oh man, what do I need? What do I need? What do I need? And I really like his way of teaching because he'll be like, well, why do you need that? You know, and maybe I had just heard it somewhere in my left ear or something. And, you know, so it's cool because it challenges me to learn, not just ask questions to do it, you know. And, um, yeah, huge shout out to Fluffkins. You find him on Cannabis, you won't find him on IG. He won't go to IG yet. I'll get him on there one day, but. Well, I, I had this is my reserves. What has it has and always will be with uh, cannabis. See, I've been doing this quite some time. I've been uh, a lot of fucking forums. Been banned from a few, <laughs> and bass roots. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Cannabis, when it came out, was just after Mass Roots had just went down. Okay. And uh, there was a new wave of new ones. Burner Social Club, Doobie was out. Cannabis came out. Doobie was actually first. And Doobie was one of the first. Doobie's the one I'm banned from, I think, still. They may have left. <laughs> They may have let up a little bit, but they didn't like me trying to uh, let people know that I was selling seeds at that point. So they fucking were quick to tell me, fuck it, we don't want this shit. They banned me right quick from doobie. So, you know, after all the, you know, like, spending, that's a heartbreaking thing. Instagram, same way, man. We're all still taking that chance now on Instagram. Cannabis is a nice backup. Hey, you know, I'm and this is, I'll tell you another thing. It's, I do have almost everything I try to get an account on. I preach this all the time. Even if you're not going to get on that shit, I hate Discord. Do I have an account on Discord? Yes, because I don't want nobody to have my name on Discord. <laughs> TikTok? Yes. I'm not on TikTok. Do I have TikTok? Yes. Same thing, Twitter? Yes. Don't use it. Claim my name, though. You know what I mean? But it sucks, you know, Cannabuzz was too new. I spent some time on Cannabuzz, and every time I tried to use it when it first came out, it locked up on my phone. And Instagram always worked. So I, I kind of, when Mass Roots went down, I put all my attention into Instagram, basically. And I never really fucked with Facebook. There was like a short stench where I fucked around on Facebook, and then 2010, they announced flat out, we got a little drug police. Any drug posts, any proper thing, we're loading the, the authorities. And I was like, fuck Facebook. Then they backdoored me. Them fuckers backdoored me. They turned around and bought Instagram fucking 
what was it like 10 years later or something Aha, i got you bitch and i was like damn damn facebook got me So now That's the accounts are linked. So I do exactly. post occasionally now, but I don't like it. Yeah, I can't. I, have, I honestly have been on in a while for that same reason of it freezing up and everything. Uh, it's just hard. I don't have a lot of time in my day to be on, you know, I mean, social media, so I don't need to be wrestling with it when I am. And um, hopefully Instagram will stop being Nazis. They're just, they're getting reckless, you know? You know, I don't know what that is. Sometimes I think it's more just bullshit. Yeah, than it is on Instagram. That's for real. I think it's more bullshit most times because anytime that I've had, like, it's, well, I've backed down lately. The only thing I back down it from Instagram now from is music. Copyrights. Like from they're being that's where they're being real dicks. It's like they're like video from five years ago you posted with the music on there. Yeah, gone. It's like, what am I to do? Yeah, obviously I'm in the fucking wrong. But like if they like take down a picture of my weed or a butt or something like that, I'm quick to fucking I'm fighting that shit. And most times, I've had them put the post back up. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, most of the time, I I think it's more just people being butt Even at that, I think Instagram looks down your account. I'm like, let's say, like, 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 like. I think they look down your account. And as long as it's quasi-legal, you know what I mean? You're not selling anything. It's still cannabis, and you're not like, fuck this guy, whatever, you know? I think they look at that to be like, eh, alright, maybe. I think they just like to see a nice post, but I don't know. I haven't figured it out. I'm shadow banned now. <laughs> so don't listen to me. I'm still figuring it out. But that's, that's just that's- my guess. There's like social media etiquette and shit like that. I don't know about that stuff. You know what I mean? I'm a fucking skater. I don't know anything about social media and stuff. So when I first started getting on and stuff, I had to learn. And then there's so many different abbreviations for different things these days. You can get in trouble real quick. Oh, dude, my fucking Instagram pre this show was way different. Way different. I had to go back and fucking tune things up a little bit because it hit me one day when I was like approaching some bigger guests and I was like in the garden all shirt off, whatever. Fuck you, you know what I mean? I'm like, probably not the best look when I'm approaching some of these bigger guests. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I went through and I kind of archived some shit and then I went through and like all those tattoo pics I went and put on the tattoo page, which I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, that, that was something that I had talked about somebody or something with somebody about um, what was starting that new page and stuff like that for, for the artwork. And, you know, then you can also have your own personal page where you just go and find the shit you like. 
You know what I mean? It doesn't really have to be about anybody else or anything like that. Because, you know. It isn't all cannabis. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got a lot too besides cannabis. My shit's all fucking tattoos. Tattoos, weed, graffiti, and more art. And cats. And other cute animals. Because cute animals make me smile. Nothing wrong with that, man. That dad was good. Yeah, I got two rescues. I got a old saber tooth. Uh, he's awesome. I don't know where the fuck he's at. He's hiding. He's baked somewhere. Um, and then I got Gary. They're both rescues. They're awesome. Gary hid behind the refrigerator for like three days. Uh, so he's a really cool cat. So it was really cool. So I came back today from running around doing errands and shit like that. And I lay down on my bed and Gary jumped up on me. That was cool, man. He's, he's not a very trusting cat. And the bond him and I are gaining is uh, pretty gnarly. Cannabis, I think, has helped him a lot, actually. Um, because he's a lot mellower, you know, and... Uh, so if I'm gone for a long time or something like that, and because like I said, I don't have central air in here or anything, so it gets smoked out pretty easily. <laughs> so sometimes I'll find the cats looking at the window like, uh, I wish it was kind of open. Um, so, uh, but he's he's just a whole different cat now. And even when people come over, uh, he's not nearly as skittish. For the first longest, whenever even the knock at the door, he, be behind that refrigerator for hours so just watching the transformation in him has been huge my, my dogs fucking enjoy uh, <coughs> stems and leaves stems and leaves they will fucking anytime I'm trimming they're, they're running with fucking stems I see them just like practically flossing with them things I don't know what it is but they dig that shit They say that every animal species has some sort of disassociative substance that they turn to, uh, which is pretty cool. So elephants, they eat like fermented fruit and stuff like that. There's a type of lemur that uses a caterpillar. uh, The toxin the caterpillar puts off is disassociative and stuff like that. I thought that was rather interesting. Shout out to Johan Hari, um, great author. He wrote a book, Chasing the Scream, all about the drug war. Myths about it, and everything's fact-based. He's putting nothing but um, sources in there and stuff like that that he's getting his information from. Uh, great book, great book, great book. If you're ever interested in trying to figure out why some of these laws exist and what we can do to help uh change them and what happens because a lot of people are scared they're like oh shit what if they legalize weed they're gonna legalize everything you know we can't have people walking around with legal heroin you can't go buy legal heroin that's terrible but in like the grand scheme of things if it was available and regulated it'd be a lot safer uh take the money out of cartels and take the money out of the hands it doesn't need to be in it'll go right back into hands that doesn't need to be in politicians and drug makers and shit but it'll be a lot safer 
you know. Uh, I'm not saying go and do heroin by any means, you know what I mean? But there's a lot to learn by the cannabis industry because I think it's just going to be a forefront for a lot of other things. You're seeing things like ketamine therapy pop up now. And um, same thing's happening there as it is in the cannabis industry, man. You go pay $600 for a session, right? And I heard that all you do is go in there, they put a warm blanket over you, put you in a chair, strap a needle in your arm, you trip out off ketamine for a couple hours or whatever. And you don't even talk to a therapist. I don't know what kind of therapy that is. It's like ducks are dope. I love, I love tripping out, right? It's a blast. But talking to somebody about stuff is really important because when I got out of prison and I tripped for the first time, like readjusting society, so society was a little bit different, right? Like, um, you know, those are, those are substances that open up your, 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 your mind to new possibilities of, of, you know, how things really are. And that can be disturbing when, when, um, you're away from all that stuff for a while, you know? So, um, that, that was a big thing, you know, reintegration to, uh, society from not only prison, but any traumatic experience, right? Because you're, you're shielded, you're, you're guarded. So being able to learn how to judge, uh, you know, your, your role in society and stuff like that. All those are big things that cannabis is helping with. So I can't help but wonder, and it ties back in with the end. Do we use do we use the heat to shield us? I couldn't hear you. I said so tying back kind of to the end. I can't help but wonder. There's so many of us, and I wanted the same thing, because again, I've met a lot of really cool motherfuckers in the tattoo place. But do we as the heavily tattooed use it as a shield do we oh, purposely yeah. kind of throw it out there to like just you know kind of filter you know what I mean? yes. that, a lot of times I, that, I openly say that to the people that we talk about you know if you judge me by the book the cover you know what I mean fuck you I didn't want to talk to you anyway you know what I mean but you, yeah. do we do that intentionally? <laughs> Use it as a, a shield to kind of filter out people. I think I think to a huge extent, yeah. For a lot of us, you know, it wasn't um, especially when we started getting tattooed. I'm sure it's same for you. You know, it wasn't heavily accepted. You know, I mean, it was. Um, my mom cried when she saw my first tattoo. You know what I mean? Now she wants one, so. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it, 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 I, I do think it's shielded because I mean, it, it is in a lot of different aspects, right? Because it's it, it's just that thing. I mean, you're 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 marking your body permanently to show people that, like, hey, this is this is what it is. I'm I'm, I'm altering, you know, everything basically about my, about myself. To, to show, you know what I mean? Um, show so many different things through your artwork. No. You do the artwork. <laughs> I grew some. I grew some. was nice enough to send that in. 
every all the both those images right there were provided to me from the artist or from the cannabis community. You know, I, it's it's one it's one of the cool things. You know, I, I'm night after night people say thank you, whatever. But I've been I'm here to tell you, man. Even for like just being there, you know what I mean. We go through our ups and downs. Fuck, man. My dad died on episode fifty, and uh, I think I, if it wouldn't have been for the community, man, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It would times would have been rough without the community, but man, this is a great place, man. Fucking people. People have been amazing. Last year and a half, it's getting to meet people just like yourself. No exception. No exception. Great people. You know, it's been a blessing, man. Fucking hanging out. But artwork, people hanging, wanting to contribute artwork and things, these little things like that. I think that that's the best in the world, man. That shit, I think it's better than anything. And it's all proud examples of the community, man. You showing that cough off just it does, man. It, it just that to me is like a diamond to the fucking community. It's awesome, man. It really is. Bunch of cool folks here, man. I hope you do make it to Michigan. Now, I've been to Chicago a few times, not that there's anything wrong with Chicago, but uh, some fun, fun times here in Michigan, man. Yeah, yeah, I like some Michigan. When I was when I went traveling, we went through Michigan and I went through uh, Grand Rapids and all those places. You know what I mean? Kalamazoo had a blast. Love Michigan. Chad Westport, shout out to you, buddy. He's making fun of my neck tattoo. I think. <laughs> uh, he's a great guy. Chad, Chad's a great guy. Shout out to Chad. No, Michigan's great. Astro Charlie uh, mentioned that OKC again from Stony. Um, that yeah, I love that OKC from Stony. That was great. Stony's a great guy. He's been a he's been a, he's been a big mentor to me that as of late, man. He's really he kind of took me under his uh, wing. You know, he's not too far away from me, so we get up as, as much as we can, and uh, he's not. And, and he drops a lot of knowledge on me on this stuff, man. He's been a huge asset. And he's cool as <laughs> Oh, man. I love fucking... I love chat sometimes, man. I'm sorry, man. They just... Sometimes... There's one cat I miss. Uh, fucking dear. It's, but Blaze Daily just got me almost in the way that cat just did. Last couple nights, man, last week or so, we've had been barred by a fucking stupid like Autobots and chat and shit. Saying stupid shit. And Blaze Daily just like kind of took off with like the textile of the, the, the bot. You know what I mean? You see what he wrote there? Yeah, but, but that, I thought I thought it was the bot there for a second. I was getting ready to fucking jump on it. I'm like, "Oh, you funny fucker, man! That's hilarious." I used when to was it? The, the cat. Go ahead, brother. 
Oh, no, I was going to ask, when, when was it before you started getting your first trolls? They came fast. They came <laughs> fast, came huh? Fast. Haters came yeah. quick, huh? Yeah. Well, I've been pretty blessed. It was more of a tax, like, internet tax and trolls. It's been pretty, pretty good, man. The community in general, man. Fucking, that shit's rare anymore. I was gonna say that that's one thing I've noticed in the in these shows is you don't see it much. You know what I mean? And when you do, nobody fucking gets all hot and bothered. You know, and that's what I love about this stuff because it's like if you go, like take for instance in Michigan, man. Like uh, at that uh, camp, there was like a alcoholic event or something. You know what I mean? Probably a couple fights or something. Some stuff stolen, and it could be. Uh, God bless his wife, man. You know what I mean? She left her phone laying around and somebody wouldn't turn it in and stuff. And she went to go pick it up at the loss of town and they quizzed her left and right. You know what I mean? Make sure it was hers. So that's just another testament to uh, the gnarliness of this community. The, the cat that I miss the most right now, the one I'm talking about is... Uh... Dr. Buzz Lightyear acetone. I haven't seen that cat in a while. But uh, that dude cracked me up, man. He was, uh, like, every time, like, we'd be doing a spot like this, because it's not always that, you know, I reference the chat during the spotlight. So it's more like a wordful thing. Although, I do make it an option. I just found that. It can be distracting for some folks that's not used to reading comments and chatting. You know what I mean? So I've had a couple episodes where it's just been inside. Oh, but Dr. Buzz Lightyear acetone. I see, because I watch them. I got two screens. I got them side by side. So I am like, camera oh, with cameras off to the side, but at one point it was dead center. So as I looked, you couldn't tell that I was like multitasking. Like one eye I'd be watching the Zoom and one eye I'd be like reading comments and shit. Oh, yeah. would like, he would say the funniest shit during the spotlight episodes, trying to get me to fucking crack and shit. And they'd be and come to find out he used to be like a uh, like in the newscast, like in the newsroom type thing, the producer room for like live shows and he'd say he used to like fuck with the news people doing the same thing trying to get them to like crack a smile during live tv and shit and he would do the same thing to me during the fucking lives and shit there'd be times yeah i can remember like three or four times that cat had me literally biting the fucking my side of my cheek trying not to fucking <laughs> my shit at some of the shit he was typing in chat he was a fucking best. Those are he good. Wrote me, if, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything. I wasn't saying anything. I do. He, he, I did one with the, the first time he actually broke through with me was a Breeder Steve. I fucking uh, I, I was talking to Breeder Steve and it was like kind of monotone type conversation. You know what I mean? Real dry. Dr. Buzz Lightyear fucking uh, 
He's like, boxers of breeze. Eagle, boxers of breeze. Boxers of breeze. And you gotta sit there and try to keep a straight face. Oh no, that day I was like, Oh, I got you, doctor. I got you. So I like (laughs) there was like come to a point where me and Breeder Steve taught it's like stop. I just kind of looked at the camera and I'm like, So Breeder Steve, everybody wants to know. Boxes and (laughs) breeds. He was like, neither. He, he went right along with it, too. Just kind of, and it kind of it changed the whole thing. It was fun after that. It fucking the whole tone of the fucking interview changed. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Funny fucker. I missed that kid. So, is there any strains that you're looking to pop? Is there anything out there that's fire that you're looking to get in the garden? I definitely, I want to do uh, that cuvee. Definitely want to mess with that. Um, I'm not gonna do that until like. I guess nobody will ever have the perfect space, right? But when I have things a little bit more uh, climatized and stuff, uh, where I can be more in check of my environmentals, you know, um, being in the environment I'm in right now, it's a little bit more difficult with that. So I just want to be able to, you know, really be able to to give that strain what it wants, what it really needs, and and be able to manipulate the environmentals to see that. Uh, Is that uh, Spartan? Did you get that from Spartan by any chance? No, I actually got that shout out to um, 311. Um, He he hooked me up with some, some beans, man, and I'm blessed to have those since, you know what I mean? They're gone, so. like I said, I, I definitely want to be in the, the right place to to do that. But that's what I'm definitely looking forward to the most. Uh, I got some grease monkey beans that I want to play with as well. Um, I want to do that. Uh, but <laughs> I want my buddy to get better at his rosin press before I do that one because I want to watch that one and press it. So uh, he gets back from vacation and slash marriage get married congrats to him i guess and uh yeah i'm ready for him to get back because he's got the press so i dig the fact that uh the cuvee in the dark the garden there man that's really cool i that that's another i that's super cool that one the especially original seeds there you know they're gone fire came Went through all there is now. The reproduction, yeah, version the BTs basically. Uh, so it's awesome that you're popping that man. Uh, so yeah. So when when I found out, you know, I went. I wasn't a huge sub cool follower because I didn't know much. You know what I mean? But I knew enough about him and that and and. To know that when he that when he died that it was a huge thing, you know what I mean, and that's when I really went in and started seeing what all he had done for the community and everything. It was just so moving, you know what I mean. Especially the time he was doing all that shit, you know, it was kind of unheard of. He was kind of like a, a a trailblazer in, in B 
being able to get that information out and the whole overgrow movement, you know what I mean? is just amazing. And the, that still lives on today. You see the, the impact he had on people, you know, it's huge. So, RIP. What's old, man? Keep cutting you off. My apologies, man. I do not mean I just said RIP. It was over with when I was saying, so go ahead, my friend. Uh, he is fucking, he was a trailblazer, man. You know, I think a lot of people live by his watch. I did. <laughs> I did, man. Be, every time that fucker went on, man, I'd fucking stop what I was doing working in the garden. There's times I got behind in the garden because I'd be hanging out, watching something shit. But that was the first time, like, it, before it was chat rooms and all that good shit, YouTube came out started making people a little more braver about putting shit out there, showing faces and, you know, poor social media was coming out, but he was like, when he was went live on YouTube, that was fucking cool, because we got to hang out and talk, you know what I mean, as he was live on Instagram, whatever, you know, we'd hang out, you know, a lot of times, and I think it still happens to me a lot, and, you know, who gives a shit what going on on the TV, you know what I mean? The chat's going on, doing their thing, you know, it was about hanging out with your friends. It was about hanging out with some, but it was moreover a chance to hang out with your buddies, you know? I like I say this a lot, I think fucking people take it the wrong way. But I think a lot of, like, we're all introverts. I've said that misfits in a lot of kind of way, I'm not afraid to say I'm a fucking misfit. It's tattooed right on my fucking knee. Yeah. I'm a misfit, period. You know what I mean? To me, normal is fucking boring. You know, it's cookie cutter and shit. You know, it's it's the tattoos. It's your own personality. It's, you know, I like weird. I do. I like the misfits or whatever. And I think that's what a lot of the we nerd community first off was introvert growers, misfits that didn't really know, you know, where they wanted to hang out or whatever. But we fell in line there and kind of built a strong little community. I was sure the fuck wouldn't be doing this if he was still alive. I tell you that right now, I'd still be popping on his chats. For sure. I miss that book. He opened a lot of doors for me. So good. I ain't afraid to admit that either. I gave it a lot for me and the campus. Yeah, I, I definitely, and be able to have uh, a piece of that legacy is, is amazing. You know what I mean? So I definitely want to be able to pay tribute to it. And um, it'll definitely be, you know, It'll be a staple for sure, and it'll be passed around to, to good people. That's for sure. That's one thing that uh, uh, that I love about the community as well. You know, it's like, yeah, you can go out there and buy $200, $300, $400 pack of seeds, but you can also turn around and get some of the most amazing genetics from a brother like you or anybody else. You know what I mean? Just because. Like seeing people grow fire ass shit and as being like a misfit, right? Like, I totally get it. And I mean, who had the best weed back in the day? You know what I mean? It wasn't 
the most popular guy in the world. And if it was because he just bought it from somebody, you know? And uh, I think that's why I love the community so much because I did finally kind of fit in. You know what I mean? I never kind of felt like I did. I, I never really was a sports person. I like sports, right? But I don't know. It was just always kind of like just a misfit. Kind of got along with everybody, but I didn't want to. I just did it to get through, make, you know, coke and shit like that. But now that you don't have to, and like you said, it opened up all these doors. So when I got out, I was able to just walk right through them. And I was able to kind of look through and see what was going on and make sure I wanted to. That was a cool thing about it, right? Because you also see the other side inside. So uh, just the difference in, in the four years is just huge, man. You know what I mean? And the amount of willingness people had to make it better. Yeah, that kid's the one that actually gave me, and it is <clears throat> to this day still, the addiction of giving away seeds. I thought, I seriously, he was also kind of the one that, uh, I, I, I gave away weed before, but he's the one that kind of pointed out to me how fucking good of a gift it was on the other side. You know what I mean? You could, well, I mean, to this day, you walk up and unbronounce to that somebody, you know, in need or whatever, you know, smoking something. Oh, you didn't get one? You turn around, you fucking leave that fucker joint, couple buds or whatever. You wanna? No, man, smoke that shit. You're out, whatever. You know what I mean? That genuine gratitude right there is fucking amazing. That means, you know, firsthand, I still love that feeling of helping somebody out or, you know, indeed, that genuine thank you. It's pretty addicting. And then when I started fucking hanging out, kind of doing whatever was sub, I was uh, I had the opportunity to have an abundance, <laughs> an abundance of gear laying around. And uh, so, in his spirit, I would palm seeds a lot of times. I gave away a lot of seeds. That was super fucking. That, the gift of sustainability. Now, it's the same thing as, like, you can teach a man to fish. You know, that, that same type thing. I can give you a but I can give you a pack of seeds. You know what I mean? You can grow yourself some shit. And, uh, so he's the one that kind of turned me, if it wasn't for him, I would have never had an abundance of seeds and an avenue to, to chuckle. You know what I mean? And uh, so if, I'm forever indebted to him for that, you know, what I mean? turning me on to that, opening that door. Because I still love to do it today, man. I, I do. I still love the past beans. I've been, you know, blessed for this avenue to give away beans in the last year fucking seeing other people give away beans you know it's fucking I've seen more, sh more shit given away this last year year and a half now, than I've ever seen you know before it was always the hustle mentality which I'm guilty of there 
because I'm fucking up also a lot of weed my days. Don't let me betray that. Like, I'm all innocent, honey, buddy. I got fucking it. got kicked out 16 because of weed, and weed's been a part of my life ever since 16. So I'm not high on that shit, but uh, fuck yeah, man. I'm all about fucking people sustaining themselves and all that shit. Fuck yeah. Throw that shit. And, and that's the best thing about it because it's giving it away knowing that the potential that is just in that thing, you know, how much it changes lives. Like I was gifted my first seed and that was on cannabis. I was sitting there on cannabis like, oh man, I want to grow. I can't wait to get my first. Duh, 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 duh. And some dude was like, stop talking about it. What's your address? You know what I mean? And he sent me some nutrients and a seed and was like, go buy a light. And that's what I did. And you know what I mean? And, been non-stop ever since and i don't ever plan on stopping and uh i mean i love it i got synganics going right now i got two just straight salts and then i got uh a bunch of soil that I, that i was able to create myself and that's awesome just watching the transformation of it you know what i mean uh, when you first start cooking it and stuff and watching you know, just, just everything. I, I love it, man. And, and... I think, uh, so how, how has your feeling toward, has your feeling towards weed cannabis changed at all? Um, since you kind of really put some effort into growing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you definitely appreciate it more. You see, you see the difference in it for sure. Um, You see, like, uh, when it, <laughs> you see those big, huge colas, right? And chopped down, it's drying. You're like, oh, wow, you go in there, you know, seven days later, fuck, wow. You know, um, you see what it takes to uh, maintain it, man. How easy it is to fuck up all that hard, hard work. You know, a lot of people think you just throw something underneath the light and it grows. Yeah, it will. You know what I mean? But I don't want mediocre shit you know what i mean i want the best mids <laughs> but uh yeah and it's you basically get what you pay for when you're when you're starting off you know you can go cheap route and stuff and there's nothing wrong with with uh doing that either you know what i mean but especially when it comes to lighting there's certain things you want to kind of you know what i mean if you can't Swerge on to give you a, a upper hand, you know, in providing that quality because that's the biggest thing, right? Like, you're not gonna spend all that time for just a man. I don't know, I've put together quite a few fucking budget setups, that's for sure. Shit, man, I think at one time I had a whole line of the fucking CMF bulbs lined up like 20 of them and a little fucking thing I built to fucking hang above the, you know what I mean? Before I've seen that before, yes. Yeah. Thank YouTube for that yeah, shit bro. back in the day. You can do that shit? Fuck yeah, give me, I got fucking the 50 bucks to try this shit. I did throw ah. some weed, you know what I'm saying? Uh, fuck yeah. 
I, I still ain't afraid to fucking budget some shit, man. Whatever. Oh, and, and that's the best thing because, like, you totally can, you know, and, and you can get good results. I'm just doing a couple of little things and staying on top of it, giving it, giving it what it needs. That's the best thing. If you just give it what it needs, it'll do everything else. Learn what not to do, what to look for. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things, too, is that I just, I love, one of the things I love, if I ever do, not that I have yet, <laughs> if I ever do find that one that just I've been completely in love with, I keep it as long as it's not a fucking auto. I can keep it forever. I can cultivate that fucking thing forever. I keep that in my car. What's been your favorite one? All in all, oh man, I like a lot of shit. Man. You'd have to nail your mat down a little bit. Reader. Uh, all in all, my favorite, strongest one, I've been, I like Headband of Diesels. Red Dragon was one of my favorite for as far as like flavors. I've always liked that Red Dragon. It's got a very Of course, the Skunks, Pines. TGA kind of shit, Cheese Quake, Crazy Train, been a couple of my favorites there. Uh, Purple Dust Star, that's fucking amazing. Girl Time is another one that I really enjoy. Uh, both of those were here in the Farm Strings. Northern Lights is another one I really like. I've grown a lot of shit, man. So it's, and it's even now. All the shit that I've got now, man, I, I appreciate a lot of it, but I'm limited on numbers and space, and it's like, can I keep it all? I can't. I can keep a nice little library, but I've got so much great stuff coming in. I want to keep turning them stones over until, you know, I find that one. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm very open i hate the fucking i hate hug. i absolutely hate hug. i hate hug. i've always been like basically you come to a barbecue and shit you're like carried you like you worked hard on your ribs and shit you're like oh man i got some good ribs you walk up and you're like everybody's got ribs i'm that dude that's like fuck these ribs they're in the garbage can i'm going fucking back home grab something else fucking Coming back with chicken with some shit. And I'm saying that same way with my weed, man. You know, I don't want to show up with fucking the same shit everybody else has got. I want I want that one thing nobody else has got. You know what I mean? You know, and, and people I think everybody should do that. I think everybody should have that one thing that's a little bit particular to them. So that when you see him, you're like, oh, man, I hope he's bringing that shit. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I always got that good shit. You know what I mean? That, uh, and, 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 and I think that's kind of a lost art today, right? Because it's such a burn and turn movement with everybody that you don't have people kind of sitting there stabilizing stuff anymore. Because, I mean, like, uh, when you hear names like Kyle Cushman and Strawberry Cough or DJ Short and Blueberry and stuff like that, you know, those, those are something that i think of when you say something like that you know but like you said but without that turning that stone over 
and finding those new strings and stuff like that. Um, you lose a lot of stuff. But you mentioned Northern Lights. I completely forgot. I got two Northern Light Crosswood Mango Skunks uh, that I'm kind of excited about because I had the Mango Skunk flower from the guy who uh, chucked it. And it was phenomenal. So excited to see what that one does. Northern Lights was always a, a great smoke. So do you prefer the swaps or the organics at this point? Uh, honestly, best results I've had was with salts just because it's kind of laid out for you. A plus B equals C pretty much, you know? With organics, it's the same thing, but it's easy to overshoot, undershoot. You got to start looking more so. Um, for, you know, signs. And then, uh, you know, just you learn learning curves and stuff. Organic suck in small pots. <laughs> you know what I mean? Little things like that. You know what I mean? Uh, so small pots and organics and organics is going to work a lot better. You know, but I'm finding out stuff like that. Um, but, you know, like I'm brewing a tea now. Stuff like that's awesome. You know, so if you got a little deficiency, brew a tea, hit it with that. Um and just learning the versatility of it and shout out to abolish and i just found his uh frugal force i'm really liking that that ideology you know um i love that self-sufficiency and, and being if you gotta spend a dollar make that dollar fucking count you know what i mean because especially in today's day and age fuck man this cannabis related that's just way more expensive That's for sure. That is for sure. Anything that they can relate to the industry. Oh. oh. Nutrient, same nutrient, same, same, same. Oh, you're using that for cannabis? Basically just spin around the circle with a new tag. Ah, we got this. Three times as much. I've seen that my favorite example of that is Diatomaceous uh, Earth. I've seen you go to the grocery store and I think to the one store they wanted like an absorbent amount for it. I think it's like 20 some bucks. Go across the street and I wasn't even shopping for it. I just happened to take note. Walking through it, I see that Home Depot and it was like six bucks for the same bag. That's the bullshit right there. <laughs> That's the bullshit. Yeah. Said, just because it ain't the gross store. That's crazy. I mean, same with like, uh, they do it with everything. I mean, you look at a uh, soil like something like Fox Farm or something like that, right? Like on Amazon, that's just an arm and a leg when you go out to the suburbs or something, out to a little. Uh, a little uh, grow, um, grow store something out there and it's way cheaper if it's not cannabis related you know what I mean or, or, or whatever but as soon as it's targeted towards the cannabis community 
food. Way up. Well, uh, I like the, I definitely uh, enjoy uh, the fucking control of the salts. Grilled salts for a long, long time. Just kind of easing back into the organics kind of world. Even at that, when I was running a soil, it was like super soil. So I wasn't even thinking of it necessarily as like organics type thing. Back so when I come around this round and open up the organic store, different thing, man. I I can appreciate it in, in the grow room, but moreover, man, and you can take this for what it's worth. I appreciate the organics more as a a person growing as a person. Yeah, that's worth it. I relate more things as I learn about organics and kind of how we should treat each other <laughs> and you know how things work in myself. And all that good shit, man, is tied in with the organics kind of thing, man. And it's weird. We, at least most of us, and I, that's the whole thing. But that's kind of what I asked you about. Was kind of getting to with the, uh, if the thoughts have changed me since you started cultivating them, huh? because I've noticed this throughout the throughout across the board, across the board, if people are willing to admit it or not. I've fucking seen people grow as a person as they grow kids. A lot of it has to do with time in that room. It's very therapeutic. You know, in the 70s, I thought I found this out and I found it was appalling. They found out that uh, cultivating cultivation in general could help people with PTSD, anxiety, and a lot of shit. Help fucking war vets. All kinds of people with addiction, with drugs. In the 70s, they knew that older culture could fucking be a key in recovery back then. And it just was like swept under the carpet. Because nowadays... Go ahead, brother. I don't... Go jump in. Please. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I was, I was just saying, absolutely, I mean, because it was taboo that nobody wanted to admit to anything like that. They didn't want to admit to mental illness. They didn't want to admit that means you were weak, right? That doesn't, well, that's not the case, you know what I mean? There's millions of people with mental illness, and, and they lead great lives, and they're great people, you know what I mean? So uh, that, that, that alone is huge today, is the willingness to... For that and, and the fact that that um, you know I mean that the study showed back then that it had such a thing because that's one big thing like I kind of have like an end all with my cannabis thing you know eventually I'd like to be able to set something up who knows if it would be able to happen or not you know within the prison system where it allows people to learn how to cultivate you know what I mean learn the medicinal aspects of it Maybe grow for the medicinal patients of the state. Maybe grow for their own medicinal needs. Uh, not only that, but give them something to come out to. Uh, give them housing. Give them a job within the community. Uh, show them that you can live a life, you know what I mean? And help others doing it because, you know, 
know, in my opinion, I don't know, that's kind of where everything kind of went wrong is when everybody just tries to do things for themselves, you know, like, you know, old, old cats you say what it takes a village, right? Like, I guess they say that for a reason. That's you're a pretty cool dream. Yeah, that's with your brother. I hope that comes around for you, man. That's really cool. Yeah, that's I mean, really I, cool. I, oh, I keep cutting you up, man. Look at this. No, dude. I, I'm, I'm so scatterbrained anyway, so I just talk randomly. So I'm, I'm really bad at cutting people off myself. So I, I apologize for, for cutting you off. No, absolutely, man. It, I'm gonna, it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blame it to good conversation because usually, I I just like mic off, and a lot of times those little interruptions just don't get heard because I'm, I'm muted and shit. But the back and forth tonight's been pretty, pretty good and genuine. So I haven't muted. <laughs> I've had, you know what I mean. I've been a little quicker than I do. Oh, yeah, man, I appreciate it because I, I enjoy just talking with you, you know what I mean? Uh, having an opportunity to talk about some of this stuff because it's not every day you get to talk about it, you know? So, um, yeah, just, you know, there's a lot of uh, victimless crimes within the prison system that can be, you know, that type of behavior is ingrained in some of these people, um, you know? So if you could give them a new outlook, in a way to help themselves and others. Hell, man. It's a win-win for everybody. Right on. You know, it, I, can't, it, it, I ain't bullshit. Yeah, I really do think that's a cool, a cool vision, to be honest. Because it, as I kind of stated, I, I, I see personally therapeutical, and I say this all the time, that, you know, cannabis as a medicine has value. But I see more value as a medicine and cannabis cultivation than I. It's equal to, to be honest with you. Smoking this, doing that, I really fucking. I don't need this when I'm doing that. You know what I mean? You know, it's hardly ever that you know when I'm in here watering or fucking working them ladies that I have enjoyed playing. I don't need it. And they have my attention. They're fading. All the other bullshit away. So that's kind of, you know, it's what I asked, you know, if it's changed you as, you know, you thought a little bit, it's changed me. You know, I have everybody I've talked to, like I said, if they're willing to admit it or not, it changes you. And when you kind of open that organic store, it's corny. It's like fucking, no, it sounds. It opens up that kind of, you, you do it for the cannabis, but then you, you open that door and you realize, well, fuck, I could be doing this for my vegetables. I could be eating better. There's ways I could be, you know, cleaning up my footprint by, you know, feeding this and that, composting. I mean, it's literally, if you went through the whole shabil with organics, you know what I mean? With composting, earthworm, or, you know, the earth fire. Oh, fuck. Worm boxes. Yeah, like yeah. I, I you killed know, all my worms. Bokashi eats up the meats and shit. So, I mean, I, you can really get rid of a lot of your footprint through that. I think that's 
God. You killed off yours? Yeah, man. I had a uh, I had a bottle that I had some bleach in that wasn't labeled and sprayed down my worms with some bleach. So then I ordered some new ones and they sent me a bunch of dead worms. And uh, they sat down in the office for like two or three days. So I went in the office and it smelled so bad. I felt so bad for the office manager. I mean, it was rather comical. Poor worms though. But you're absolutely right because I don't know, it's like the organics opens up like it, that uh, synergy effect with everything. So you're, you're doing one thing knowing that it's working with something else. You're doing this because it carries that. Um, this is antagonistic towards that, you know, and learning all this is, is, like you said, you kind of apply it to your life. You kind of see where you're, where, where I'm expending my energy and stuff like that. And is it worth it? Do I, do I need to continue expending this energy this way? Or can I do it somewhere else where it'd be more productive, more fruitful, you know? Um, I absolutely agree with you on that 100%. It's deep, though. I'm serious, man. So you've, it sounds like you've kind of you've, you opened up the door or the book. You've looked at the index a little bit. But I'm telling you, it, it gets deep. I'm serious, man. It, I didn't think it would take me there. Because, you know, I, I'm i somewhat of a spiritual person anyway, but not a textbook like any religion. I just more of a Buddhist kind of, you know what I mean? philosophy of right and wrong, you know, just whatever. Whatever. Just good heart. It's all that. But uh, organics kind of tied that whole thing to me all in one. I was headed that way anyway, but when I like opened an organic store, with, especially with the microbes, microbes, fungus, I had like dove into the organic store and then I opened that door and I've been kind of like there for a while now. <laughs> I've been it's there for a little while. You don't, you don't really want to leave. It's a nice place to be, you know? <laughs> it's like everything. It is. You, you see the synergy of everything. Everything working together instead of working against each other. And if you see something working against it, then you know not to mess with it, you know? It's just kind of as, as, as complex as it is, it, it lives by the same basic laws of nature that we all live by. And, and the organics kind of just kind of opens that up. Like you said, like like the microbes and the fungus and, and just the network of all that stuff, man. It's kind of like us in the community. I, I'm kind of getting like super hippie-ish like, with the microbes. I hate to admit it, but I am, man. I fucking... The more I dive in, the deeper I get with that kind of shit. Because, man, it's... Have you watched uh, Fantastic Fungi? I have. I have. That's a great flick right there. That's what kind of opened my eyes. uh, Into how important microbes are, you know what I mean? And how much of an impact they really have on everything. So true, though. I mean, it, there, it, it, they, everything is tied together through the microbes. Everything, everything. They're in your gut right now. 
in your gut right now. The whole mentality of the second brain, your gut feeling, is based on the mycology in your gut. Yeah, I mean, seriously, there are such things as simple cell, you can call them simple cell microorganisms, but you can take them and fucking put them in a maze and they'll grow their way out of a maze. You know what I mean? They are thinking. And so you have them relating there to your brain, to the food, to the soil. I think they can even communicate, you know, on another level. You know, get corny hippie shit through, you know, vibration frequencies somehow. I don't know. 100%. But I think it does, you know, in the soil from plant to plant. And, you know, just it, it's pretty fascinating. It really, really is. The roles they play, how they can break things down. I mean, a social, uh, a, a fungal hypey strain can penetrate into a rock. You know what I mean? The little piece of nothing punch its way right into a fucking rock and bust that shit apart. That's pretty fucking awesome. You know, in my book, that's pretty incredible. And how adaptive they are. And, 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 and uh, I'm pretty sure it was in that Fantastic Fungi movie they're talking about. Uh, how they're incredibly smart and, and adaptive and they can you can teach fungus things you know what i mean so you can teach them um what to eat what what their food source needs to be and i'm pretty sure they trained them to eat a uh, oil and colonize the uh, oil spill with uh, a bunch of spores covered it up came back a few months later and all the oil was gone but you had a shit ton of mushrooms and they just sat there and ate all the oil you know um and colonized and reproduced and ate more oil got rid of it you know so the just the implications of that alone are huge right and i think that the more we get in tune with it the more we'll get in tune with our bodies which will be able to start curing more maladaptive uh things like viruses um like cancer like mental illness you know there's a lot of things and if it if it's intelligent, you know what I mean, and that it means they can search out things. So who knows? You know, maybe you can teach it to search out dead neurons for stroke patients or something. You know, uh, applications are endless, and, and and it's exciting to get into that, and it's 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 exciting to see society want to get into that, and it's not so hush hush anymore. You know, where um, hippie thinking was out of the norm. You know, it's dangerous almost. I mean, fuck, look, there's a whole, how many decades of, you know, uh, uh, victimless crime sent you to prison. You know what I mean? So with all that dying goes that old thinking. And I, and I don't even want to call this new thinking. I just think it's coming out of the woodwork thinking, right? This is shit we've all thought about one way or another, but we're just putting words and sentences to them. Just, I, I, I've said this quite a few times too. I just, I don't think it's any coincidence that plants, plant-based medicine, plant-based thinking, organics is kind of being pushed to the full forefront right now to kind of just put us back into check our whole way of thinking, our place in the bigger picture 
you know what I mean? I think they've been pushed to the forefront to you know, put us back into check a little bit, readjust our thinking. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. I hope the doors keep opening up to because as you're talking about, you know, through the other uh, psychological treatments there, ketamine, mushrooms, cannabis, you know, they're all tools to deal with psychological problems. And they should be used versus the pharmaceutical bullshit that's going around now that keep people, man, I, I don't, it's just, the pharmaceutical lobotomy is basically what it's and I've seen it firsthand too many people people that are close to me sadly I've seen it and it's fucking sad and what's sad what's real sad is is they play a a Russian roulette with these medications so you get somebody that might have a problem with, with stable rationale some medication and, and they have an adverse effect, you know what I mean? I've seen a lot of bad shit happen like that, you know, and, and you don't see that much with cannabis, you know what I mean? You don't see somebody smoking a fucking joint, eating a brownie, and going and getting extremely irrational, throwing shit around, breaking shit, screaming at people, you know what I mean? That shit doesn't happen much. 90% of the time, they're going to lay their ass down and go to sleep or something, you know? So it, it, it's a, it has huge, huge, you know, benefits and, you know, uh, but it has to be done, I, I believe, in like kind of a smart fashion, especially with more so things like uh, once you get into kind of stronger, I'm not going to say mind-altering substances, but mind-opening substances like psychedelics and stuff like that. Um, I think settings and intent are, are big. And I just, I just believe there's just, there's a, there's a just as much education that needs to come behind that movement as there is with lobbying to get it going. You know what I mean? Because it is a huge tool that, that has, I mean, amazing, amazing, amazing possibilities, you know? And uh, with you, you know, you, you we call it medicine. You call it medicine. I call it medicine. Uh, and, and I, I do that even with the recre recreational users, right? Like normal people that smoke weed don't like it or can live without it or whatever. Right. But I don't know about you, but I smoke from minute I get up to when I'm going to sleep. You know what I mean? Like I, I legitimately need it when I'm using it because it helps me to where, you know, it's, it, it helps me get through the fucking day, man. You know what I mean? Like, it, it helps it calm me down enough to where I'm not overthinking everything. And, yeah, it's just, it's just been a huge blessing in my life, for sure. I've smoked three or four joints during this, <laughs> since we've been talking. Usually I would have, man, but as crazy as it sounds, yeah, man, it, flower situation here right now it's eh. but i got my dad so tomorrow's a new day uh, and uh my buddy's coming into town tomorrow so i'm excited i've been, I've been waiting for him so i'm gonna take a dab to that 
hell yeah, cheers, bro. And I am like super, I'm super excited to see uh, on the psychological side of things. Very excited to see these kind of things. You know, it's secretly behind, you know, that's another passion. I listen to a lot of audio books and Buddhism books I really love, psychological books I love, plenty of gardening books, organics lately. I listen to a lot of, but uh, psychologically, people have a lot of problems. I've had problems. I'm not, I'm not afraid to get that kind of shit. But I've seen other, like I said, and I'm not, a, the whole pharmaceutical thing is like one of my biggest, this is one of my, my biggest soul box. I'm, I'm seriously, I've lost almost everybody I love, family, everybody on my mom's side, the whole fucking shebang to pharmaceutical drugs. And it's a shame. It is fucking sucks. And I've seen people later in life, things happen to where it wasn't even their fault. Car accidents changed their lives to where that type of medication was needed. And when I seen that fucking roller coaster, I'd seen addiction before, okay? Pharmaceutical addiction before. But when I seen that fucking circus, I was disgusted. You know what I mean? There is, if there, there, I mean, it helps people. Don't get me wrong. There's, if you get the proper position, whatever, I kind of hope that you more of it's talking, getting it out there, you know, before the for the pharmaceutical bullshit comes into play. But I'm excited that you know, mushrooms, the fucking other shit that are like a couple of doses and you know, it's permanent. You know what I mean? That's a fucking cure. Not this a forever my, my fucking dad that died, episode 50. That dude had Tourette's. Loved him. And he, he became as we, and I, I associated with because of us kids, because he had gone through his whole life and it kind of got worse, worse, worse. But I think it was as us kids got a little bit older, he became embarrassed of it because he had his kids with him. It wasn't his buddies that you know he was screaming obscenities with, it was his kids. And I think with that, he started taking the uh, like nerve medication and stuff like that. And that shit ate him away, man, by the time. I mean, when he was young and doing that, life to the party, man. Everybody wanted to see him. You know, when he came in, the room lighted up, man. He was fun to be around. You know, the small courts were fun. I always thought they were fun. I look back at them and they still make me sad. But later in life, fucking that nerve medication and shit, man, made him. He never even wanted to leave the house. Little things made him fucking really ticky nervous and shit. It was a shame to see 
that shit wear away at it. And that's what medicines do over the time, that type of pharmaceutical medicines. As you take that shit day after day, your body naturally stops producing chemicals that it normally those medications would do. So you become dependent on that shit. You fucking worse, worse, worse. And I've seen that shit not just in him. I, I've seen it with my daughter. I've seen it with my sister. My sister got in a car accident a long, well, let's see, almost 30 years ago. Walking a, walking the dog, drunk driver comes flying up the road in the residence area, hit with the car. It's had mental problems ever since. These methods would have been available then, and we know now what we did. You know, if we would have known then what we know now, totally different. I guarantee that she would be right back to almost who she was because they've shown what you know cannabis oil can do to repairing the brain and stuff like that. You added a couple of maybe mushroom trips with that, some work with that, maybe repair the brain a little bit more. But now, even now, they're not even open up to that kind of thing because it's been too long. I've seen that ride terrible throughout the years, you know, from them trying to help her through that medication. That's just rough, man. I've seen some ups and downs, like you said, throwing things, fucking fits. That's a medicine. For the longest time, we got away with, you know, we actually got her off that shit for a long time. This is dirty. This is see. I never talked about this. I've never talked about it. Ever. But uh, we got her off that shit, and it was canvas, man. Seriously, man. Smoke with her all day long. Feeling the fucking coolest people fucking hang out she fucking had an episode and you know again wasn't a miracle you know what I'm saying it wasn't a miracle cure but it was better than the ultimate you know what I mean the other side is like like I said it's a pharmaceutical lobotomy uh, I think I'm okay you know what I mean? That's that's sad to see. And she had an episode where she was uh, she freaked out. She freaked out pretty good. And asked to go to the hospital. And reluctantly took the long way. Sure. Sure. <laughs> the extra long way, you know, one more time around town and shit. Sure. We take her in. She mistakenly, they bought her coat or something. And threaten her. You and I both know you threaten her to yourself. It's made the story story. At that point, next day she calls, wants to come home. Help us see. 
mentor 11 days. So that's what it said. That's what you said, what you said, and you can't take it back. Yeah, go through the, the process. And with the head injuries, them now kind of poke and prod, kind of made matters worse. It's not a comfortable place. And at this point, we knew pharmaceuticals were coming back. The state's got it now. Fucking, you know, <laughs> state can be a motherfucker. But you get them involved and it's very good to go. It's definitely coming. So we get phone calls back and forth. Getting closer and closer. I want to come home. You can see the medic- medications we're talking to them. We tried this. Reaction to that. Oh, took her off that. Tried this. Doing better today. She's doing a little bit better today. Talked to her on the phone. I can see, see things. And I had jokingly said before this phone call, I'm like, they're they're not gonna let her come home until she sees the purple elephant. We talked to her that day, and she's like, I'm seeing things. I was like, jokingly, she's close. Two days later, but dialed in the medication, she can come home. And again, now stuck in the system. Them good times with cannabis, you know what I mean? Because the state's involved. Gone. Gone. Now you talk to it because the state pharmaceuticals. And, 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 you know, like some of those pharmaceuticals can be good for a regulation period, but like you said, like they're not made. Our bodies are are wired to be on those things. Those, I mean, some of these things that they put you on are heavy fucking drugs. You know what I mean? Um, that might have a use temporarily to help. I think a healthy lifestyle. I think that's why people preach that shit all the time. You know what I mean? You see people that eat healthy, uh, that are physically healthy. Uh, activate their brain healthy. You know what I mean? You do those these simple things, like usually you have a pretty good out, outlook. You know what I mean? You start doing things like uh, isolating a little bit, you know, i.e. coronavirus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it, this, it had a huge impact on the mental health of uh, people I've found. You know? Uh, it really has. <coughs> and so I think a healthy lifestyle is huge. And some people I think do need a, uh, um, a crutch to, to help, uh, you know, especially as you get older, you know what I mean? Your brain starts working a little bit different. Um, so some people can't cope as well as they used to. Right. So maybe you need a, you need a, you need, you need a calm down so you can, Learn to cope, right? Learn those coping mechanisms again. 
And then you get off that shit and you have somebody to talk to about it. You know, you don't just throw somebody, oh, we're going to see how this happens. Let's see, let's throw them in a fucking room, throw them these pills and see how they react. All right. And like, that's what they do to, to, to human fucking beings, man. It's that, you know, and um, unfortunately, well, me being on the drugs I was on and stuff like that, I had to go to some places, lockdown facilities and stuff, you know what I mean? And the way they treat people are just, not really treating them like people, so I can totally empathize on, on you with that, and I'm sorry, you know, your family had to go through that. But it just makes it hopeful, and it gives people like us more awareness of how to help the next person, right, in a situation like that. And I think that's the biggest thing that we can take from it, because unfortunately, she's not the only one, you know, and she's not going to be the only one. There's going to be more. And so the better we are prepared knowing outcomes or you know, like you said, it's not cure all, <laughs> but in conjunction with a lot of other things that can damn near fucking be. Even like fuck it, anything, cancer and shit like that. Yeah, you're right. In a lot of, in a lot of things, even for the bullshit, Straight out bullshit. It's not the end all be all, but is it a matter of quality of life, even for the sick or the healthy? <laughs> if it can help give you a better quality of life in general, isn't it worth it? I mean, my hat kind of says it all, you know what I mean? Like, cannabis is not a crime. And the very fact that it is a crime just shows the direction of where society went for a long time. You know what I mean? Because how are you going to make a victim of this crime? If it's not hurting anybody or yourself, how can you even make up something? And then, not only that, build a whole platform off of it. But I'll tell you what, I, I drink a lot of coffee, man. I got to go run to the restroom real quick. I'll be right back. I'm shit chat. What's up, Sony Rockefeller? Nice to see you in chat. Always a pleasure, my friend. Been rocking out the Canatonic CDs. Hopefully I said that. Canatronic. I, I need to just write it down or something. <laughs> the Chronic CDs. Uh, I dig it, man. I dig it. All dudes, twenty-five. Much love to you, my friend. Why stay sustainable? Slurhow, Bill Sid, martial artist, twenty twelve. Still digging them treats, my friend. Wish I would have got into them a little bit earlier. Yeah, that's what. Second million being silly, silly on the draw. Jolly can cheers to you. Lucky Mike, always a pleasure to see you in chat. WDigger714, cheers. Chat's on a little bit on the quiet side. Chad Westport, always an honor. Much respect to you as well. Alva Beasley, another Fisher fellow Michigan Gander right there. Cheers to you, my friend. He says, I'm out at the moment. That sucks, man. That sucks. Blaze Daily, much respect to you, my friend. Gorski, cheers to you. Let's we got a check. 
Astro Charlie still hanging out. It is a pleasure meeting you, my friend. Oh, he said he's calling at night. Hopefully, he's hearing this shout out, my friend. It is a pleasure meeting you. Hopefully, we can do an episode with you as well. It was another amazing, a great guest tonight. I'm glad I had the opportunity to meet him last week. What's your favorite number one strain? Current or past? Charlie Camp. Chad's giving a giving you props for being a great guest, my friend. Cheers, Tony Rockefeller, DP went PP. <laughs> Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, thanks again for having me on, man. It's awesome. When you first asked, I was like, haha, funny. You know, but uh, it's it really, I mean, because I turn you on in the morning and stuff like that, you know, I mean, catch up and I'm like, you got, got some really cool people coming on here and that say a lot of really good things, man, and carry a lot of weight in the community and stuff. So uh, it's a privilege coming here and be able to talk with you. Oh, dude, it was an easy ask. <clears throat> it was an easy ask, I'm telling you. I I usually have a pretty good gut feeling when I meet people who I will keep close and who I'll keep at bay. And I don't know. It was just one of them things. You struck me as somebody like myself, as somebody I could jive with. That's definitely cool me. The T-shirt thing, I thought that was really fucking cool, to be honest with you. That, it was, as I think back of the weekend, man, is how the whole thing played out. That was one of my favorite moments, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? You didn't see no shirts. I didn't bring a lot of shirts. You know what I mean? You're the only shirt that I've really busted out with. The only other one was people that wore them or had them and showed up with, with them on. You know what I mean? Because I'm just, you know, that's the way. I prefer either you're part of what I'm doing. I've given you something. You've won it. I don't, I don't, you know, the thought of, I don't like the thought of even trying to make money out of this, man. Either you won it, you gave it, you know what I mean? So to see us, one of my shirts floating around there was pretty cool, man. I got to admit, it was really cool to see you bopping around. And then, uh, you know, after the weekend, uh, I noticed and was told that uh, you supported the cup on the show. And it's set pretty much right in front of the camera. And I noticed an influx of good caribou folks coming in. So, you know, the influence from that was uh, very nice and respected. So uh, at that point, it's like, man, I, I got to get him out. I gotta get this cat up. So it was <laughs> a no-brainer. You know what I mean? It was plus, plus, plus. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah man. Well, like I said, I really fucking appreciate it. And the fact that, you know what I mean? <clears throat> You're one of the few people walking around at an event where everybody's uh, there to, you know, yeah, mingle and have a good time and, and smoke and stuff like that. But it was a capitalistic event. Right, like people were there for a certain reason, uh, more so than others. And the fact that you weren't there on anything other than 
for the community was huge, right? Like that was that was a big thing to me. Um, says a lot about your character. So, hell yeah, right? Like uh, that's the type type of shit that I love and uh, always kind of been about. So to see other people with that kind of passion and drive and selflessness is uh, kind of you know what I mean. It's, it's just something you kind of gravitate towards and stuff. So. Oh, yeah, cheers. Look at all this fucking saying. We're all the fucking saying. I'm no better than you. You know what I mean? I'm cannabis industry, work, whatever. I'll get down there and work and fucking do whatever with you. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no better than anybody else. And when it comes to them events, would it be cool to have like a booth to hang out with and whatever? Yeah, I ain't here to sell nothing, though. I'm not definitely not here to sell myself. I don't even like to really talk about myself, to be honest with you, when it comes to this. That's why I kind of hit it, you know, about coming on the shows, other shows. I don't necessarily like to go on other shows because I like to hide behind you guys, basically. You know what I mean? I like to be a part of things. I don't, you know, I like to hear about you guys. You know? I don't like it. I get awkward when it's flipped. So I try not to venture too far when it comes to events. I'm definitely not. Like I said, it'd be nice to have a place to gather, but it fucking other than that, I wanna hang out with you. I wanna fucking I wanna hang out with them. I wanna walk around. I wanna smoke weed. I wanna fucking I want I'm there for the fun. Flat out. That's really true. Yeah, that, that, that's the beautiful thing about it. Is you know most events people aren't that candid, you know, and uh, just with intentions. You know, everybody kind of had it all laid out. Hey, this is what I'm about. You don't got to like it. Somebody will. You know what I mean? Um, it wasn't like a competition type thing. And if it was, it was like a friendly competition, right? Like, we're all in competition with each other. Like, you don't want to show up right. with the shit we <laughs> All right? Definitely. So, uh, it it pushes us to be better in that aspect as well. Um, fuck yeah. And then you know, you see the type of people that that you like you you gravitate towards and, and hang around like smiley and shit like that it says volumes, you know. That was a good cat. It was super cool. He came on the show, uh, the Caribou show, and uh, shared some love and knowledge, man. I think one of the panel members stopped the show at one point and said, I think that was the most intelligent thing that's ever been said on this show. <laughs> After something he said. So, uh, yeah, cheers, Smiley. If he's still up. Oh, he's still up. I cheers. Y'all are used to late night stuff, man. No, you're not used to late night stuff. I like to think that's where most like gardeners, a lot of gardeners are third shift gardeners for some reason. See, I gotta flip mine to four to four when I do flip. Because my buddy, that's what his is at, and I'm probably gonna be taking something from him, so I gotta be able to sync up.
going number five. I smoked a lot of weed. I'd say a lot of weed, I guess. I should yeah. take some type of tolerance breaks every so often. Now, what do they say with the tolerance breaks? How long is it? They say 36 hours? The best schedule I've ever heard of that works the best. I've only tried it once or twice, but it's is the 24. 20 days on, four days off. It's kind of a good reset. That's rough. I can't. Yeah. Tell me about it. Four days. Tell me about it. Dude, I based my whole life on smoking cannabis. That's no no, no joke. My birthday is literally 420. It is literally my birthday. So... Since 14 on, pretty much 15, really 15 on, but been nonstop thing, man. And it's just, except for, I guess, when I went to the joint for 46 months, I had it in county, but you get caught with it there. And now these days, man, they're adding six months on to your sentence. You got to do six months in the hole. You got to do six months, no visitation. Oh my God, really? It's, it's, yeah, so I went a while without. So it, it was funny. I remember the first time I smoked when I got out. That was, whew. <laughs> hey, that was great. Um, that's where that spice story came in. I hadn't bought spices in a while. So I go to the grocery store to get some spices. I get lost in front of that spice rack, just like, can't remember which one. They were trying to, that was great, man. But playing catch up has been really fun, too. Yeah. You see me fucking, I'm goofy like that. I try to do weird shit. I take weird notes. Weird notes. You mistakenly divulged your birthday. I took note of it. Oh, no. It's all good. 420. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, little man. I do that, man. I've, as as I've been doing this, and people, I noticed that their days. I fucking yeah. mark that shit down. I'm, now I'm trying to stay ahead of it to where like I'm ahead of this year. I so. should I should do that because it's like, dude, my life is such a fog. I'll think something happens one day, and then I'll go back, and it'll actually be like a Thursday or something. When the whole day I thought it was a Tuesday, you know. Brain fog. For instance. This Saturday, for anybody that's listening, is ready to hit the hot fires birthday. <laughs> I think a little corny notes. The ninth is Red Pill 710's birthday. And I've actually, from the day I've started this, and I've actually, like, because I keep these calendar books, as when they go, I transfer, I've been transferring them over. The months to like stay ahead so like every birthday like, i put it in the calendar like yours i didn't mark it for the last eight before 20 i put it for next year it's already on the calendar for next year and shit. <laughs> uh, yeah i guess the only better birthday would be what none second best would be 710 i guess 
I don't but think that, I don't think that beats four twenty two. No, no, no. You'll have to come join me. I'll have to preemptive the, that one because the last couple four twenties have been really foggy, really foggy. Yeah. Seriously, uh, the, I, I'm two years in a row. Two years in a row now. I've done 24-hour episodes on 420. I've actually done, a, I don't know, four or five, maybe six of them now. They blur together. You know? Done a few. But to have two, two 420s in a row where they were 24 hours, 24 to they were at more like 26 hours by the time they were all sudden done. Maybe 28. I think this year went 28. Right along the lines of 28 hours. Straight live, smoking pot. So this year, 420, I'll have to preempt it because usually I'm pretty high on the day of 420. <laughs> Are you an edible person? Hell yeah. You like, you like edibles? What's your preferred method of making them? Do you use oil? Uh, butter. I butter, like butter or coconut oil. Well, either or, depending on what I'm making. I, I, I use oil, I tend more, just because I feel like it's more versatile. Kind of use it a little bit more kind of stuff. Yeah, I try to do uh, any more. I just make, I buy it more or less. Sometimes I make them. I used to make them more, <laughs> more until I seen the power of edibles. Because I, I like, I like, I when it comes to that shit, I don't know. So I see the rage for madness. I want to like. I want something like that. You know what I mean? That doesn't deter me at all. I'm like, where do I get that shit? <laughs> Same thing with edibles, man. I fucking, anytime I make them, I make them usually as strong, like that butter. I'd make it, I'd prefer to make it strong as fuck and then either be able to make something strong as fuck or the ability to cut it and make it less tasty or less you know you always have the ability to cut it but you can't make it harder make it stronger without it making it taste like shit so and that's I've had some good experiences man I've, I I myself I fucking kind of went to almost psychedelic, psychedelic. yeah yeah, yeah definitely I got Probably. locked up in a shower one time after eating well, I'm making butter and let it like drip down my arms, then making cookies and then, ah, and then smoking weed and then taking a nap and waking up and waking in like psychedelic land was I I wish I could recreate that night, to be honest with you, because I'd probably do it like every other week. <laughs> hey. I know what you mean. That's like the first time I made oil, I put fifty-two grams of fucking high quality fucking shit and fucking just like a little uh, jar and a half of coconut oil and let that shit fucking low and slow the whole day damn near and, um, me and the girl I was with at the time dug into that and oh man 
I tell you what, fucking, that's the closest psychedelic experience I've ever had, except for the first time I really got high uh, off of weed. But hell yeah, man. I fucking sat there, melted into the fucking mattress, all that shit, man. It was great. Fucking laughing your ass off, fucking sitting back. It was great, man. But uh, I love edibles and I love, I made my first batch of RSO not too long ago. That was cool. I just did it with a little uh, uh, crock pot. That sucked, so I went out and got a uh, rice cooker deal right down the street at the Salvation Army from me. And um, that just sped it up a lot more. But I really enjoyed doing that. I learned a lot of things of what not to do when making it. <laughs> you know, that's just from user-friendly errors type shit, but Came out with some really good stuff. I remember the first night I tried it. Yeah, it was great. It was, it, because I I enjoy it RSO. I, I enjoy the full medicinal aspect of it. Um, just that full relief sometimes I need, especially after working and stuff like that. Body pains sometimes you need. I just need the, the mental shutdown that it gives you, right? Like sometimes I just need that fucking disassociation from everything. Um, and I think that's why I was so attracted to opiates, honestly, when I was younger, because it just fully disassociated me, you know what I mean? But it did it to a point where like nothing got done type shit and then it's opiate. So it never ends well. Um, but growing up in prohibition land, like cannabis wasn't accessible. It was easier, you know, and then the places that you go to get it, you're introduced to everything else. Was pushed upon you. So, uh, yeah, I actually stopped making edibles. So, what this is what stopped it for me is I I made some strong chocolate. And, uh, my daughter Luxie, I I see her chance got a hold of some. She was old enough to eat it. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like you know. A child got a hold of it. <clears throat> but she got a hold of it. She was 20. Fucking, oh, this is good, yo. Fucking had one day of like me breaking her out some. And yeah, that was fun yesterday. You know what I mean? I'm going to eat some more. So she got into it. That was good. Yeah, I got a little buzz. And I kept telling you, warning, you know, warning, warning. And I left. And I came back and she had like fucking just like stoner chocolate on it. You know what I mean? Just like, oh, that shit's good. And it was like completely locked up. You know what I mean? To where it was like paralysis almost. And I was like, eh, maybe I shouldn't leave this around. <laughs> maybe I should just stick to like edibles here and there. I, I ran into a similar, I ran into a couple of instances where people got a hold of it where they weren't supposed to. I gave uh, my buddy some brownies and it came from a particular potent batch, you know, and he put it on top of his um, microwave and his roommate came and saw a brownie and ate it, you know, and uh, fucking freaked the fuck out. She's not a really that much of a consumer, you know what I mean? So I'm glad that they worked so well, but unfortunately she had a negative experience. Um, 
and then my boss at the time this other another time i had given him some and like he had told me that like edibles fuck them up so i'm like yeah you don't want them you don't want them like i had given a couple of the gummies to some of the other co-workers and uh they were like hell yeah man you know they were telling me like one did them pretty good type shit so i could tell that the tolerance that my boss had he didn't need to eat any and uh he ended up eating like two of them and he lost his keys it was late as fuck the next day and he had that edible hangover type deal and shit like that so i definitely get what you're saying A Trojan horse to Fourth July party one time. Basically, what I say when I say that is, I showed up. Well, I probably, I probably showed up with way more than I should have. Period. Explanation point. I show up with a fucking baking sheet mounted of fucking cannabis cookies. Strong cannabis cookies. And good cannabis cookies. And so I show up to 4th of July and they were supposed to be for just those who you know what I mean? There was smokers, drinkers, none of the above. And so I passed along to the host. I'm like, hey, these are medicated. Da, da, da. I fucking go back to get a cookie a little while later. And they're like just out there and gone. They're like online, like pretty much to like buffet table and shit. And they are gone. They are gone. Everybody had had one, not two, and everybody was fucking tore up. Most of them say that it was probably the most memorable 4th of July they ever had. A couple even cops and to be cops. <laughs> but no, no complaints. No, no complaints. But I, I thought I had made it more than clear that I, they were those. But. So anybody that knows me now, if I show up with anything, suspect it to be <laughs> medicated. That, that should honestly just be a warning on all my clothing. Because it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it, it's um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. that. Should be a good just PSA for like a front door side. Straight out, man. I've had relatives that come over and they're like, "Jesus, thanks, like fucking weed over here." You know, you came to my house, right? Of course, it's gonna fucking smell like weed. Did you think I was gonna stop smoking weed because you you're on your way? Well, I mean, it's like I try to tell them, what kind of logic is that? I come to your house, I smell like weed. What do you think it's going to smell like when you come to my house? (laughs) I show it wherever I go, it smells like weed. (laughs) The worst is when um, you're trimming up 
when you forget whatever to wash up or change or go out to non-smoking events. Because I'm not a cigarette smoker, so anymore. If that's one thing I was super glad I did not pick back up. That was a test when I got out with cigarettes because I smoked from 15 all the way up to 29. And uh, yeah, man. That was cigarettes. Yeah, man. That's I don't even mind it anymore. I, I just, especially with the way things are like more legal these days, I'm like way, way too open for it. I'm uh, very, you you catch me at the local Walmart, there's chances I'm flinging a fucking roach as I like 10 feet from that door, just like a cigarette butter. Flying. <laughs> friend makes fun of me. Yeah, my friend makes fun of me because I judge my how long it takes me to get places by how much of a joint I smoke. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I fucking, like, uh, I was like, oh, shit, nah, we passed it. Like, how do you know? I've smoked too much of this joint. You know, going to the local coffee shop. Like, it's just normal. It's, I actually got a hole, I think, inside of my hat from putting a what I thought was out joined in there to go inside somewhere, <laughs> you know, it, it's like, I give my roaches and stuff like that as I'm walking to a lot of the homeless people around here, you know what I mean? They don't get good weed. So they love that shit. It's, it's funny. See, we do drive a little bit there. I can, I am very much on the record of, because you've been here, you've been up around these parts. I don't judge time. Time isn't the length of the ride isn't a thing to me. It's how many joints I need to take for the trip. It's funny. You, just, you obviously live in the city because you're measuring about a joint. And for me, it's like Walmart, four joint ride. <laughs> Gonna need two there, two back. Walmart ride for George. <laughs> I allegedly went on a uh, day trip to Tennessee with my buddy when I got out, and uh, I think we killed about a zip during that trip. Uh, I'm not a big blunt person either now that I don't smoke cigarettes or anything like that, and he's strictly a blunt smoker. And oh my god, my throat was destroyed after that. Not a fan myself, not a fan myself. It's just, it takes away the taste, you know? If I didn't go through such great lengths to be an asshole about how great fucking weed tastes, I wouldn't care, but <laughs> if I'm making fun of my friends because their weed doesn't taste good. <laughs> Come up with a cure, which is, it's basically was a cure. I sold that shit. It's funny because if you smoked, I think, this weekend at that, uh, that event, I bust out a few joints. When I, uh, after I smoke it, I end up having to go through this because I think it's really cool. I just dumped alcohol on my lap. 
This thing's fucking packed too tight. But I, I don't smoke blunts, but I like big joints. I like big joints that I can't. Uh, so, but I don't like the tobacco. And so, uh, this is the, what I've come up with. is You can buy these. This one's dirty, by the way. I just pulled it out of the cleaner. These, like, glass tips. Uh, I got one right here. Somewhere. I used it yesterday for the first time. All right, I, I got. It's not right here. It's right here somewhere. But they're cool as fuck. I got it at uh, Wild Bills. So these are like basically this was uh, like a damp straw that had like a silicone end on it, and I don't like the silicone. Just especially if you're dabbing, you know, you got a torch right on that. Just doesn't. So I sat around for the longest time, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that, I'm gonna throw that out." I pulled it out. I got looking at this thing and again because I'm cheap. I like, like to repurpose shit. Keep looking at it, I'm like, "Man, first thing that caught my eye was that right there, that hole." And the way it filters down to like a little hole. I roll a joint and it's perfect because a regular, I use a roller. You can fit that joint in there perfect. And it's like a toadstone. So you don't need the glass tip rolled in there. You can smoke that thing right down to zip. No more roach. And so I thought that was cool. And then I've always used this here roller to roll Big fat joints. This Zen roller, this thing works amazing. You can roll some fucking dime-sized joints with this fucking thing. And when I was rolling these, you always had to use the paper, you know, some kind of paper, cardboard tip, which I've always hated because you can't never finish it or smoke it down. So I never really liked that. So I thought one day, when I, after I seen that, I'm like, man, that fucker right there is about the size of the joints I roll. So when I find, I ended up throwing that thing in there, fucking pack that thing full of weed, and then you use uh, an Elements King paper, which I think, I can't remember if it's, an, I think it's an inch and a half. But you can roll a dime-sized joint in there and then have that glass tip on the end. And, and that thing smokes... It tastes just as good as from the light to the end of it because it isn't all squished up and shit. But I busted that out. I had a fucking, I think, four of them I took like that. And every time I broke broke one of them out, everybody was like, this fucking thing, it gets smooth and clean. This thing's cool as fuck. So I had to go get spilled a couple of times. But I I think it's cool to be honest with you. I, yeah, I, I I busted mine out because I found it recently. I don't know what the hell I did with it. I lose everything. But speaking of that, shout out to Thunder Dan. I don't know if he's still in chat, but when I uh, I was lucky enough to uh, try some of his banana daddy, he had two finos, and uh, one of them, man, I'm talking about from beginning to end, that thing tasted amazing absolutely amazing just overripe bananas and um 
Yeah, shout out to him on that. I wouldn't mind having that glass tip on something like that, man. Be able to just enjoy that thing. Nice. Okay, then. This is a goofy thing, too. It's because they're like, you can, they're like three bucks a piece. So I went into Wild Bills, spent a full fucking 20, you know what I mean? Like, fucking high roller and shit. Uh, and this is a dispensary thing right here. You know what I mean? For weed. I fill this up with alcohol and I just like, I drop them in there. Fucking full of alcohol. So I, I like use them. I use them a couple of times until they get like a little oily. And then I fucking just throw them in there and I pull out a nice clean one. And I fucking shake it off. I might give it a little rinse. Give that alcohol there. Good yeah, I keep a little reserve in here, so I always have a clean one. I'm just like, you know, I, you're just doing. Okay. Hell yeah, that's a good idea. It's like when I uh, saw somebody use those turp slurpers. When they're done with those, they just throw it in a big ass thing of alcohol. You know what I mean? Help clean it and shit. Those things are a pain in the ass to clean. But they taste like that. I actually got a jar full of alcohol. <laughs> this, this is how cheap I am. Dude. This is sadly cheap. Like these damn containers and shit where like you have it cleaned up with for the fucking uh, with like straw or something. I take these things. I hate this is terrible to me. So you see like that one. There's a good amount of concentrate in there. Not really worth cleaning up. Take some green alcohol in a fucking mason jar, and I fucking throw these things, that that glass thing in there to pull out that concentrate, and it just keeps getting you know thicker and thicker with, and then I'll boil that down and to an RSO. Hell yeah, I'm looking at a lot of empties right now that could be thrown in somewhere. And come on, right what's sad is man. You know what's awesome though? I haven't gone and gotten one of these dispensary things in a while. I went, I went by today uh, to pick up a cartridge for my buddy, and man, I just fucking hate going in those places, man. It's sickening around here. It really is. It really is. But um, oh yeah, I love, I love the uh, how. Like, so with the RSO and stuff like that, you know, I mean, I only know how to do that by asking questions and stuff, you know, and then by being able to go on and look at content. So it's gnarly that that shit's out there. This is bringing back a bunch of memories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I haven't had to go fucking do this shit in a long time, man. It's nice. That's always a good thing. But look at how much is there that could be reclaimed. That's what I'm saying. Man. That's hey. my cheap ass. That's my cheap ass right there. I can reclaim but, uh, all this I love stuff. it. The one that kick ass I love it because it's just, just taking up space, right? So it can go take up space somewhere else and be useful while it's taking up space. <laughs> just to, just because the, I'm gonna show you, just because I'm not like bullshitter here. I got well, here's the jar. Here's the fucking jar. 
I still got some uh, Everclear left from the RSO I made, too. That's funny. I'll just go get that. I don't think I got enough to pour in the jar, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, yeah. That's funny. Hey. <laughs> Say what you want, and it's true. Say what you want, it's true. Hey, when it comes to this, dude, it's good to be cheap, in my opinion, right? The cheaper you are, that means the better your shit is because you're not trying to waste anything in the process of it, right? So, like, okay, wait, no. I'll, I, I'll take that statement kind of back. In some things, it definitely is. You know how much shit I still get to this day? I'm breaking them up right now. I ain't gonna fucking lie to you. And I've got all kinds of fucking weed. I got all kinds of weed. I got fucking three jars of weed right here. Where I'm sitting at a fucking jar of weed right here. Fucking, I smoke my fucking roaches. One night I said that shit on the air, asked people what they they're like. Compost them, bitches. I don't do not throw them out. I'm like, I'm rolling for that. They fucking made fun of me all fucking night. You can ask caribou crew, man. They they took my bag of roaches. (laughs) (laughs) I got just in case written on it. You never know. I got a couple mason jars just like that. (laughs) Hey, they ain't nothing wrong with it. You know what I I did for a while? Because I got nephews and shit that come around and uh, want a whole lot of more free shit than they should. But I get, I kind of go with the like the same thing like for the kids not my kids but it's like the same type of mentality. You want that money? And bottles over there. Take back that bottles. Plenty of bottles over there. Go, same thing to the my nephews that are old enough to smoke cannabis, but over smoke cannabis. Oh, you want? Oh, you ain't got none? You need some? I'll give you a little bit, but if you need more than that, there's a fucking mason jar of roaches back there. You can fucking take that shit with you on your way out. They <laughs> fucking, hell yeah! Like gold. These are halfers and shit. Sometimes they get put down. My aunt, my aunt treated me the same way. Oh yes, she did. When I, I got uh, when I got asked to leave college, I went to stay with her for a while. That was fun. Oh yeah. Oh, I was that guy. See, sorry, I'm terrible about that. I mean, keep cutting me out. I feel, I feel I'm the one interrupting you. This is your spotlight. This, we're here to talk and learn about you, my friend. It's rude to interrupt you. See, Marshall Hardest said, third generation roach joint. I was actually that guy, like, back in the day, especially if I was buying sacks. I definitely always had roach container in my pocket and a second one, you know, first gen, second gen. Heaven forbid you got to like a third and fourth gen. You were Jones and you get into that third and fourth generation. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, I feel like that dates me. <laughs> I feel like that dates me and shit. Hey, man. It's nothing ain't, it ain't gonna be the first one or the last one, right? 
So as long as we have a good time in between, we'll be all right. But I like that one. Uh, I, think, I can't remember who said it. I think Paul Stamet said it. He was like, he realized that his life was inherently better as long as he was actively trying to make other people's lives better. You know what I mean? By doing that, he was instilling, you know, morals and values upon himself that he just kind of carried on. It could have been somebody completely different as well. But I'm pretty sure it was him that was speaking about that. It's such a true statement, though. It's such a true statement. Got my catachronic bong. Damn yeah, background. Good tunes, man. Yeah, dude. Sony yeah. Rock, Larry OG. Good, good people. Good people. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hanging out, seeing you again on the 27th there. Hell yeah, that'll be a blast, man. I'm looking forward to it. Myself. I definitely am. That's, good that's to get out another of smaller event that's getting bigger. But it's perfect size, if you ask me. It's, it'll be uh, pretty much, I'd say, about equivalent to Bigfoot, but uh, no camping. You know what I mean? Same amount of vendors, that kind of thing. Live band. That's, that's the difference there. So it'll be a live band. Oh, yeah. And that's what we used to camp out, man. We just like usually just stake a claim, you know, out in front of the fucking shit and just party all day. And then if you need like shit, Head into the tents, get meds, drinks, foods, whatever you need, then come back out and the party. Last year, <laughs> it was funny because, like I said, I don't necessarily, I don't put on booths, you know what I mean? But I can assemble people <laughs> a little bit. Last year, we went, man. COVID times, full restrictions, brother, full restrictions. We weren't even supposed to be six feet, you know what I mean? Full mass. Buddy was awesome enough to put on that fucking, uh, in Clyle, Al, it's in Clyle. Was nice enough to put on the event. We show up there, a bunch of people from the show, fucking, uh, fucking bunch of people from the community. I mean, there had been 30 of us, easy. They popped up there the one day that fucking, we just like made our own like little mini event. <laughs> it's like not like we're scheduled, you know what I mean? Or we just went like, everybody meet there. We're going to buddies, you know what I mean? We're going to that event. And everybody showed up and like said, full, we're supposed to be six feet apart, mass. We ended up taking like a couple big old fucking round tables so that again were super spaced out from restrictions and shit. We we're like all like we walk in with like a crowd. We're like, yeah, fuck this shit. We all like 
start moving tables and putting them together, fucking just sit out and just shoulder to shoulder, fucking pretty much smack passing joints and shit. Just kind of like made the event our own and shit. So I'm looking forward to this round. Oh yeah, that's a beautiful thing. It's just like it's such a, a, a adaptive thing, you know. It could be a huge event where everybody's coming together, or it could be you and fucking room chilling, you in the bathtub chilling, you and girl chilling. It doesn't matter, you know. It's so adaptive, and the the common bond between people is amazing with it you know it's like you almost have a friend as soon as you know you know what i mean oh for sure one of the things that i know people are times are changing about the you know passing the joints everybody's that's awesome that we were still passing joints this last weekend i thought that was I didn't say anything. I never wanted to make note of it, but the whole time I was like, oh, this is so cool. We're passing joints. Because that adds to it for me. That passing back and forth bonds the moment. We're sharing something. You know what I mean? That seals the deal. I, you know, I'll, I'll take everybody standing around smoking their joint, own joint. Seems a little wasteful, <laughs> but whatever. But whatever. But it was nice to see then and now people, you know, still passing joints, needing that breaking bread type deal. Absolutely, because, I mean, it's cool to, like, sit here and, and, and chat through Zoom and stuff like that. But it's just something about that, you know, almost the physicalness of it, you know what I mean, instead of a, you know, Meta physicalness of it over the, the computer and shit, but it's just I don't know. Yeah, you get that. I don't know if it's the vibrations or whatever. You know, like we were talking about earlier. Um, it's just something about that being there in person, being able to meet somebody, being able to physically, like you said, kind of break bread and enjoy each other's fruits of these labors and with each other. You know, that's that's a great thing. Beautiful thing. Yeah, I love the smell. I just love the smell of the event too, man. It's just so something many about it. Amazing smells. That's it too. I call it the festival smell. It practically just carries me from the car to the event. <laughs> I know. I wish every day could smell like that. I wish that. I honestly, I wish that's just the smell you smell when you open your door, just like that festival smell. Oh, yeah. This should be a candle. The smell of the wolf. I can't. I, I find it crazy that there's people that actually find scent of fucking cannabis you know offensive it blows my mind yeah so <clears throat> when I was a cigarette smoker like I never noticed the smell of cigarettes really but now like when I smell cigarette it could be offensive I guess but I think people are being a little fucking dramatic <laughs> you know 
when they're when they're like, oh, it's offensive. Like, oh my god. Like, all right, no. What was offensive was your reaction. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on now. There's a time and place for everything. I get it, right? Like, you're not gonna walk into a preschool fucking smoking a big fat doobie. Like you said, we'll put it out before you go in. But just it's time and place for. With that being said, though, as like a cigarette smoker, I smoked cigarettes at one point too, long, long time ago. I don't think I've ever like, even when I was a smoker, like when. You know, into a cloud of smoke, into a bar, and was like, damn, them cigarettes smell good. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> I think I think the haters that fucking hate the, the fucking weed smell, honestly, are just, it's a bad or negative, you know, connection there for them. They just associate it with it being a drug. So in their mind, they're all just like, Ugh. I think that's, I, it, that's gotta be it. Cause it doesn't stink. It smells delicious. Yeah. Time. I got a fucking classic example of that was when I moved into this building, my, the second parole officer I had while I was here, they change them every uh, six months and they do it by like, um, zones or whatever and then they switch officers from the zones well he came and did like a surprise visit at like 8 30 at night or some shit they're not supposed to do that to begin with and so i was like whatever come on in and i had smoked a bong maybe 45 minutes before and like i had just gotten home too so i hadn't been actively smoking throughout the course of hours or whatever so it wasn't bad at all. And so he starts freaking out and shit like that. I have my medical card. I'm like, it's okay. You know, it's my medicine. Duh, duh, duh. And it's like, oh, that's just an excuse for you fucking druggies. And like started getting like really, in my opinion, offensive. You know what I mean? And so at that point, I was just like, whatever. You know what I mean? I, I just clammed up. I can obviously see what he's on. I'm good. You know what I mean? And so I went and got a... a a lawyer that's affiliated with normal as soon as uh, he left or whatever, because he ended up calling like two days later, talked to the chief of parole and all this other shit, talking about how I can't smoke and this and that. And um, I was like, fuck that shit. I'm not rolling over. You know what I mean? I just did 46 months and 46 months and you're going to tell me I still can't do something like that. And I got a card and it's legitimately helping me. I was like, nah, that's not gonna fly. So I fought back as hard as I could and um, made it to where that officer wanted to show up. He had to show up with another officer and I drained their resources and made it difficult for him to want to do that shit and, and pursue me for something so minuscule. And they got all these other people out here running around with guns and harder drugs and all this other shit, you know, like gun violence in Chicago is huge. So. Uh, luckily, you know, squeaky wheel gets fucking cleaned and I got a new officer assigned to me and shit like that. And uh, I was pretty happy about that outcome because it could have been the other way around. They couldn't necessarily violate me and throw me in jail, but they can make my life hell, you know, making me do fucking classes and 
fucking wear an ankle bracelet and all that shit. And like he was legitimately vindictively trying to source that out. And because he honestly believed in his heart that it's a hard drug and it ruins people's lives. You know what I mean? It's that kind of thinking that's dangerous. It's dangerous. I, you know, it sucks that there's still people like that in the system. To be honest with you. Yeah, he's a he's an ex marine. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure he's fucking been through a lot himself that he might be able to benefit from if he didn't have such a bad stigma towards it. Like, he complained that he got a contact high. I smoked one bong like almost an hour before he got there. One. Just from the smell of you? Technically. Technically. And again, and again, I'm going to point this out. I'm going to quick be quick to point this out. Technically, it's kind of possible. And I know this again from cannabis research. The turps coming off you could have quite possibly activated some shit in his brain and put out some chemicals that made him feel hot. Just like aromatherapy or essential oils do. The way people use them. So technically, even though it wasn't a technically cannabis high, again, with it being associated, the terps coming off you could have made him feel that way at some point. But it wasn't a cannabis high. It was all chemicals produced in his head from terpenes coming from you. But again, and sadly enough, like I said, I learned that from my journey with cannabis. I would have never, I'm a carpenter by trade. You take the grow out of it, I would have been like, terpenes, what? Yeah, that would have been a little blow to bullshit. I don't even know. But cannabis growing cannabis, you know what I mean? They wanted to dig deeper and deeper. As I stated earlier, has educated me in a lot of ways. Taught me a lot about life and a person, all from just fucking cultivating this fucking thing. It's it's wild how much you turn that corner just you now. Other than this, you turn it into that. How it enriches your life, man. It really does. I mean, you well, you learn about the fundamentals of life, right? I mean, you learn what makes life possible, and you just I don't know subconsciously equated to our own or something but it's funny that you say that because i really do have like a whole new outlook on everything you know what i mean like i look at fucking wildflowers completely different now you know what i mean i'm like oh shit i can't wait to have like a mailbox i can fucking you know i was listening to some podcast can't remember which one it was and he's talking about how he used to carry around a little fucking envelope uh envelopes and shit and tweezers and He'd find flowers he liked and he'd wait for him to see when they'd be about to drop some seeds. And he only knew what that looked like from him growing cannabis, you know. And he has a whole wildflower garden around his mailbox and shit, you know what I mean? Like, that shit's awesome. And, like, when I first heard it, like, it was kind of like, what? But now it's like, hell yeah. Like, that's possible. I can go do that, you know. And, and you just kind of throw it all towards every aspect of of your life almost. I think it should be almost mandatory at some point that people should grow cannabis or garden. 
or something. It's <laughs> yeah, sure. a tranquility. Getting lost in there, just defoliating or whatever, you know, just checking out the airflow, making sure enough light's getting over there. And then not only that, like me, since I'm learning a lot of things, it's cool watching how the fucking environmentals change by adding an extra two plants or something. You know what I mean? When you get done watering everything, you know, just all that little shit just kind of helps apply to everything else. Okay. Not that I don't love people in my life or whatever, but I cherish my time in the garden, the quiet time in the garden. No, absolutely, man. I, I, I've come to find out that, you know, uh, that alone time is super important. And I think it was just I was so uncomfortable with myself growing up and shit just because I was so unsettled. You know what I mean? That I didn't like that a long time because I didn't know how to fucking handle it. <laughs> All right. But now today I can have some alone time and be able to fucking turn it down a little bit to where I can fucking enjoy fucking reading a book. It's just whatever. Shit. At one point, there was a fucking five, five girls in this house. Me being the only male in this house. Garden was my fucking sanctuary. I, I say that a lot too. These girls don't talk back. I'll be a fucking girl. <laughs> I can be out there all night long. Ain't not one of them talking shit to me. I'll be out there. Still true, by the way. Still true. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, I've got to give you some props, man. I was wondering if you're going to be able to, to hang out as long as you did this evening. Hey, man, I don't uh, get a kick it in as often. And usually I'm, I'm asleep by now. But, hey, I, I had good reason to stay up, man, and I'm enjoying it. So, fuck it. <laughs> I really do. I appreciate you letting me come out, man. Well, now you get to be now you get to be a little bit better part of the community. You know that's that's how this works. It's once you come hang out, do the spotlight, then uh, that's how the. I don't know if you noticed or if you knew that that's how this all works. Is uh, basically to get to the wormhole, you have to be a past guest. Well. To be past guests, you have to do the spotlight with me. Now that you've done this spotlight with me, you get to fucking come hang out in the wormhole anytime there's a wormhole if you want to. It's an open invitation. I shouldn't have to be like, hey, DP, you want to come hang out tonight? I fucking came and hang out. You want to work whatever? The invitation, the invitation that you have tonight is the wormhole invitation. So... Tuck okay, it man. wherever you want to tuck it. Anytime you want to pop on, you're more than welcome now. So glad you popped on, man. Earned okay, your rights. Man. Really glad appreciate you it. earned your wormhole rights, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I appreciate it, man. I really do. That's a that's huge. Got a lot of really good people on there. So that's a it means a lot. 
a never-ending panel. That's the one thing I liked to have liked about the setup. Was, uh, it could be anybody, any night. You know what I mean? It's a never-ending, revolving door there. <laughs> I'd say I'm doing it. It's made doing it every night a little bit easier. I can say that. I bet. I bet. My friend, shout out to her, Jay Jenkins. Um, she has her own podcast, the underscore talk podcast. Um, it's on damn near every platform. Check it out. Uh, sexual awareness podcast. Just, just talks a lot about her sexual adventures and stuff like that. It's pretty open about a lot of things. There are some triggering things in there as well, but she brought to my attention uh, some one of her guests that has a podcast, has this really awesome format of um, when she interviews somebody, that guest gets to pick the next guest. So it just opens up so many possibilities. You know, it's just like, that person knows somebody that we don't even think about, you know what I mean? And uh, that was really interesting. So I want, I want to be able to incorporate that or, or have somebody incorporate it somehow, some way or, or whatever, you know what I mean? I just love the possibility of, of uh, people being able to, to communicate, you know what I mean? And uh, talk, talk uh, you know, good life shit. <laughs> I definitely like the idea, but it would make uh, a daily or never-ending show pretty cool. Pretty cool that uh, you get some of the next person. I've actually been suggested, I've had a couple people suggest to me that, uh, you know, as I get guests on here, I should be asking them uh, for references for other shows you know you know a friend that would be interested but a lot of times i feel like i'm like being greedy hey man you did great you know anybody else <laughs> you know what i mean you know how that kind of comes up you but did I, really good you did yeah, good <laughs> awesome show you wouldn't have to know anybody else that you know what i mean that's kind of how i feel when i do that i don't know yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think you come off that way, man. I think I think it's uh, I think it's great because I didn't I never thought of anything like that. Right. Like. But the fact that, you know, the, the doors that it opens is pretty gnarly. I could be endless. I could be endless. I, I like that. I like the idea of it, to be honest with. You. Yeah, I'm just afraid. That's what I'm saying. I'm just afraid of asking more of my guests, I guess. That's yeah right hey for sure i got it my buddy dropped off a fish tank and it's filthy so i gotta clean it so i'm glad he gave me a fish tank i want to start using uh i'm gonna get with abolish i heard he's pretty good with the uh fish tank stuff using the water and all that and Hell yeah. Because that's just another free source of food. The aquaponics, eh? You gonna dip your feet in the aquaponics a little bit? Yeah, just a little bit. Dip my toe. I'll dip my camel toe in there. <laughs> that's fun. Uh, yeah, why not? I agree. I agree. 
You like fish? I, I haven't been taking a long time since so much work. But. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, you can get them to where they damn near take care of themselves. You just got to feed them. Uh, I do need to get a new filter for it, though. I got to give it a deep cleaning. Could probably start all over. He's just got some inbred guppies in there that are probably just after a couple more generations. Eek. <laughs> you know, so. Um, yeah, my cat likes it a lot. Cat's always on top of it. Good old saber too. Can you can you use anything in them tanks, or do you have to use certain fish when uh, applying it to like the canvas? But seems like anything would work. But I don't know. I've never even you know thought about it. Yet. I don't know. But what's also something you just thought made me think of is if I'm going to be putting their waste into my plants, I should look at what I'm feeding them. Fish shit turps. <laughs> There's somebody in the chat goes by uh, fucking, uh, what is it? Stinky worm turps? Oh, oh it is. is. Something like that. But yeah, see, that's cannabis right there. That's the cannabis and like organics. Ah, you know, like <laughs> your brain just like it's like mycelium, you know what I mean? It's searching for the next one to connect and make those pathways. Dude, it I I mean it's scary how it's fractured my life. Sometimes I like sometimes I catch myself going. Really, dude? I don't know. <laughs> I know, man. It's I funny. Should, I, I stopped trapping yesterday for fucking turkeys. Fucking crossing the fucking this main road and shit. A little fucking family turkeys. I was like, there's no way, man. I fucking hit the brakes, come to a complete stop. It's like making it known that like, there's turkeys and shit. That get off the road. I got my head out the window. Get off the road, man. Come on, there's cars coming. That dude's flying. Get the fuck out the road, man. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing fucking change at them and shit. Wasting money trying to get their attention. <laughs> Dude. The day before I did the same thing in a different area and thought. I, this is how bad it's come. This is no word of a lie. I'm fucking said I've come to a stop. There's like turkeys coming across, you know the area, you know. And I see this guy in a big fucking like four by four truck coming. I'm starting to fucking wonder if he's gonna stop. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking to myself, is and I'm thinking about like seriously like fighting now. You know what I mean? Is this asshole going to mow this fucking turkey down in front of me? I don't think so. You know what I mean? This guy, you know, I, <laughs> then it's like you get that check, man. Am I really going to fight for, you know, grizzly fight, fight for a fucking turkey? <laughs> That's the organic road door that it's opened up for me, DB. <laughs> 
20 years ago before cannabis, I can't see myself fighting for a turkey. <laughs> Maybe to eat it. <laughs> right? <laughs> as I drove away, though, I kind of thought to myself, I've come a long way as a person. <laughs> no doubt, man. I, it, it's funny. Like, I'm, I'm the same way when it comes to animals and stuff like that. Especially, like, when it's hot and shit. Oh, fuck. <coughs> but I would, uh, yeah. You know what's crazy that I found out? That, like, in Chicago, animal shelters and shit like that, it's required by law that they have air conditioning. What? Yeah. Animals. It's not like that with human buildings. <laughs> not where they house human beings and shit like that. It's not required. Only where they house animals. Fucking here in Michigan, you can fucking uh, you can fucking punch somebody's window out if they got an animal in there. You think it's fucking? <laughs> you think it's in danger? You walk right up and save that animal. Not bust that window out and save that animal. No noise. Like my friend came across a car that had a dog in the back and. There's a cop around the corner or some shit. And she goes to the officer and like, well, what do you want me to do about it? You know? Then you fucking break a window or something. Fucking criminal charges and shit. Michigan. Home of the awesome. Y'all gotta stop that MCMA over there, man. I know, man. I'm definitely gonna be protesting. 15th, September 15th, there in Lansing. That's what I'm afraid of, man. That's when we talk about legalization, man. I'm afraid that that's what's going to happen, man. They're just going to first chain its pull that home growth right out from under us. We're going to have to, it'll be a full on fighting after that. Or are they trying to do some fucking. Isn't it about like power consumption that they're going after right now? Is that like one of the big things or some crazy shit? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure the draw from people taking that and growing is, you know what? That's in the, well, here, rather they crack down on us, let's make it more illegal or more. Give them an initiative to give a solar panel or wind pan or or wind farming or or windmill or something, right? Like give you a tax break for using that while growing cannabis, right? Like give people incentives instead of taking away and giving it to other people that don't know what the fuck they're doing or care about what they're doing. Yeah, right now. That's it. Be more like uh, I mean, even California. And to fucking, you know, switch to LED, pre to, like, any kind of legislation law to where it's mandatory. Switch over right now. We'll pretty much pay for your lights. You know what I mean? It's going to, in five years, you're going to have to anyway. If I can do it now, we'll help you with it. That's That seems right. You know? And But what's funny is, like, the way we talk, right? Like, it's pretty prevalent within the cannabis community. Until you get to the corporate side. 
You know what I mean? And then it also forces people that want to try to do something within the cannabis community, like make a fucking business for themselves. You know what I mean? Where they almost have to go corporate. And then if you do go corporate, fuck, you can't, you can't continue the same moral practices that you had before. Can't. Capitalism isn't set up that way, especially free market capitalism. Sadly, you're right. And I I say that, I agree. I've said that all the time. There's the medical side is the cannabis community. We're looking out for each other. We want to see us all better, you know, get healthier in so many ways. And we reach out to each other. Then there's the cannabis industry that is the recreational side. That's the backstabbing money fucking side of things. I'm going to get ahead. Yeah, I'm better than you. Fucking that's that is night and day. It's night and day. And I fucking, and I know, and I guess. I, I hate repeating this, but and people say I'm kind of like fucking fear mongering when I talk like this. But if, if I mean it's fear mongering and it sparks somebody a fire on somebody's ass, and so fucking be it. But unless medical goes across first, that's the only way we're going to be able to really retain our rights as a home grown and sustain ourselves. Recreation goes across first and quickly. That's only going to happen from the people that we're taking it away from. Alcohol, pharma, <laughs> tobacco, all them guys right now, cannabis has got the, all three industries scrambling. So why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't they be lobbying right now for legislation while setting up their grows so they can recoup their money and fuck us and put us behind the eight ball like they always have. You know what I mean? If medical, in which when that happens, when that happens, all the research and bullshit that has gone into the medical side of things is going to fade. Because big pharma, who has now got a big hand in the industry, is going to keep you on that fucking pharmaceutical list. They're going to fucking, it was all who we. You guys just said it to get fucking legal weed. Now go buy your cookies and shut the fuck up. <laughs> go to the cookie store and shut the fuck up. You know, basically, my fucking bag. That's it. They don't wipe us out, and then that's the whole thing, DP. We that that's still a card. They could come in and play. They could come in and play. Fucking feds could come in and go. Okay. We've legalized it now, but just me and the boys can play. And yeah. all you guys that are already established, they don't mean shit. You guys got to now come up to our terms, you know what I mean? Our codes, which none of you qualify except these guys because they're already set up, you know what I mean? And that's what I'm afraid. And again, it sounds all gloom and doom, but fucking it was that's the it's way very big possible. business works. And, and, and it just goes to show that it happens in almost every field that the government gets its hands in, you know what I mean? Because they're over-regulated as a government as it is because every time they got caught with a hand in a cookie jar, they had to make a new regulation, you know what I mean? Because they can't get caught. Or 
they want to cut a corner. You know, I mean, every time this way, I kind of look at it, man, you know, energy can't be created or destroyed, they say. So whenever you pass off a task, that's energy that's supposed to be done, right? Now you just done pass that energy to somebody else because you didn't do that task that requires that energy. You know what I mean? So it's making somebody else's life harder. And by everybody cutting these little corners, it's just making everybody's life harder. You know what I mean? Instead of people fucking being accountable for their damn actions, you know, like, I don't know about you, but like when I was growing up, man, you fucking talk shit, you get hit. Right. Like, that's just the way it is. You learn. you And, and that's why, like, honestly, politics and prison work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Most of the time it did. You know what I mean? Because of simple fact that people, you know, were fucking respectful and, and, and treated people like people unless they were at war. You know, but it's that accountability. It's the, I, I, I hate to say it. I mean, you know, it's like America like loves to not be accountable for anything. Wants to be able to point the finger at somebody else about what's going on within their own life. You know what I mean? And that's one thing cannabis showed me that I got to be accountable for every single fucking thing I do. You know what I mean? Because I'm in charge of that shit in there. Nobody else is. You know, so same thing with my life. Fuck yeah. We need to continue to fight for our rights. I mean, it should, it's far from over. It isn't, so what? It's one of the best things we've had going in a long time, that's for sure. I mean, it's the same thing that went around back in the 30s when they we lost the fight. Back then, you know, it was people that had their money in fossil fuels, you know, back then that did seen the power of cannabis, what it could eliminate and take out of their park. And they were like, eh, eh, eh. but now we know even more and shit. Now it's more threatening than it ever has. You know, and the power of the medicine, the power of the medicine side of things, we haven't even fucking on, we haven't even pulled the cap off of that yet. Yeah. And then the power of sustainability, you know what I mean? Finding that one, that's the one thing they can make medicine out of it anyways. There's so many different combinations of it. And again, once you find that one turf, that one profile for you, turn that rock, turn that rock, turn that rock. This is it. I can have that motherfucker forever now. You get, they ain't making money off of that. You ain't making money off of forever and your sustainability. <laughs> Fuck that. And see, you man, that's, that, that's the thing that kills me, man. It's like, <clears throat> yeah, money is a necessity, unfortunately, in our society. But, you know, a lot of people behind the cannabis movement and stuff like that, I mean, yeah, we want to be able to live comfortably and stuff, but we're not asking for a lot. You know, yeah, fucking. There's there's certain groups that like more than others or whatever, but there's a whole bunch of us that that, that don't care for much, man. You know what I mean? And, and have been through enough of life to know what life is about for ourselves, right? And aren't in the search of uh, materialistic. Um, I don't know trophies or whatever they are right like none of that stuff matters much 
anymore once you I don't know. I feel like anybody who's gone through enough life will figure that out. It doesn't really age isn't much of a bearing, you know. Uh, it definitely is in the aspect of the opportunity to go through more things. But I know plenty of super young people that are fucking grounded as hell because of the shit they've been through. You know what I mean? So. Uh, that's another thing to kind of hit on that is uh, I, I'm very grateful for the time that cannabis right now, the knowledge that's out there, this being available to a younger crowd, because hopefully like this shit that we talked about, you know, <laughs> I had to have my life and then it coming through to being able to put it out there. It's been an amazing journey. I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot from it. But nowadays, it's out in the open. There's lots of knowledge, and it's available to a whole younger crowd. Hopefully, they, this whole you know, next generation can take this fucking what we're doing now and run with it. You know, and learn earlier. Uh, you know what I mean? The right things to do with all this shit, man. That's another thing about this whole time. I've actually fucking blessed or I will have fucking ecstatic about this possibly you know what I mean even even if I don't turn that corner to uh to make this like a business type thing or whatever you know this is a multi-generational thing now I can pass what I've learned on to like kids my kids now because of the stigma's broken you know what I mean and it, it you know how cool it would be to drive down the road and see a hundred year cannabis farm like sign out front and shit. You know what I'm saying? How cool that, that shit would be? That'd be yeah. badass. That'd be super badass. I really would. And you know, like I heard in parts of like California and stuff where it's been normalized for such a long time. You know what I mean? Like you go to birthday parties and shit. I mean, fuck, they got their plants outside. Nobody says anything about it, you know. And that's how it should be. My buddy out in Maine said they got uh, trucks that sit on that side of the road with a fucking sign, fucking clones, five bucks. Nobody fucking hassles them or none of that shit because they're not bothering nobody, you know. Good times, man. It's good times to be alive on the campus. That's for sure. Oh, I was so cool. I just looked down at my phone. I saw Blue Kiss Gardens. I got to meet her up at Lucerne. That was super cool. She was awesome. Cheers, Blue Kiss. I believe that's the first time or for this uh, show there. Yep. You get to know the regulars. It's the first time, I believe. I've seen that one in jail. Cheers. Okay. Welcome. Yeah, she's good. She's good people. You brought them, you've, you know, cheers to that. You brought up quite a few roommates uh, this evening. So thank Dude, you for everybody. inducing some new folks to the show. I appreciate that shit, brother. I appreciate uh, everybody coming and hanging out. That's super cool. Yeah. Uh, I, once I go through and watch the show again and stuff like that and, and read chat, I, I was terrible at keeping up with chat, so I apologize for that, but 
get it going with the conversations and shit. And then I got the chat on the phone. So I'll get I'll get me a computer one of these days. I like my little uh, since I do all the digital art. Like I knew I wanted to do some sort of digital art when I got out. So I got a tablet with a um, little stylus thing. But it took me a while to actually start getting get started in, on it. Um, super glad I did though. I love it. See, that was uh, the one I did for Caribou. Can't really see it, it's all cut off, but it that that was the one that kind of got me going on that style and, and uh that's when i started reaching out to other artists and stuff she was the astro charlie he's super he's been super helpful you know um he's doing some merch work for uh caribou and stuff and he's teaching me so much through the process it's awesome so anybody needs any uh any slaps done or anything like that, check out Astro Charlie. He prints them all himself. It's good to keep this shit. You know, that's another thing about I, I I'm a, one of my talents is networking. I like fucking, you know, oh you need that? I know a friend that does this, you know, keep that circle going, helping each other out. So that's pretty cool to know. Another thing I'd like to give you again. For coming up on that 420 hour. Again, man, I'm, it's pretty fucking awesome that you made the whole gauntlet, my friend. Again, and in the beginning, I was like a year and a half growing experience. Oh shit, this is going to be a short episode. But man, it's been a fucking good night, man. It's been a good night. But one thing, I, before we go, before, you know, whatever, before I forget what the fuck ever. You mentioned something that I did think was really cool. And that was uh, the cannabis and, like, the prison system. You know, I would really like to see, you know, at some point, even if it isn't your path that was meant to be your dream or whatever, I think it would be super cool. It's like you, me, somebody else that fucking hit the lottery or whatever came across a good basis uh, opportunity to set up some type of grow and just kind of make it open to workers that have been incarcerated or need a rehabilitation job through the reform process. So basically 100% reform people running. I think that would be cool. I think it would change lives. I think it would change people's lives. Oh yeah, man. I mean, like, I, I, because there's no opportunities really for people, especially people on parole, man. You know, like, I'd be out in uh, Michigan now <laughs> if I could, you know. I already packed up and left. But um, parole, right? They got a final say in a lot of things, and um, I just, you know, like if there was a program that was open, that'd be amazing, right? Uh, and then if, if that was just a resource that people could find out about while inside, that'd be amazing. If they could participate while inside, that'd be even better. You know what I mean? But like you said, uh, 
small things. And, and, and the reason I talk about that, how I want to do that is I want somebody to pick up and run with it. Right. I don't have the resources to do it right now. I want somebody to be able to do that so that, um, I can be a part of it or something. Right. Or so they, they can start spreading the word or just whatever. Right. So that when the time is right, I can go, go and do it, but just, uh, open up possibilities and avenues that could have previously been closed. So Big Bob Gross says he don't think that would happen. You know, they would let that happen while they have paper are on papers. So even if, say if that's the dream and it was because cannabis was somewhat of a drug or whatever, it seems like you could still take that same model and do like hemp or CBD get them all, you know what I mean? It's the same bicycle. You know what I'm saying? It's the same fucking bicycle. Give them the skills to, you know, go out and sustain their own with hemp or CBD until yeah. they're, you know what I mean? Train them with the hemp. You get off your papers. Now you now come to the, come to <laughs> the big factory. You know what I mean? Come on down the road. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. If there's a way, I fucking love it, man. I fucking love it. I think it'd be great. Because that's the biggest thing is uh, opportunities. You know, it, um, I never really believed the the stigma of oh, it's hard to find a job when you get out of prison because it's not. I can go work fucking a hundred million jobs. It's just that's exactly what it is it's a job it's not much of a career you know what i mean you want a career yeah uh i can go kill my body you know i don't mind working hard right but fuck by the time i'm 50 i'm gonna be beat the fuck up i'm already thrashed you know so uh if there's other avenues fuck yeah and you can help people along the way that's what i love about it you know what i mean it's like uh also, I did MBSR training when I got out, uh, mindful-based stress reduction. It's like yoga and fucking meditation and shit. Um, and that, I really believe in conjunction with everything else. Happy 420 for you. I got one more hour to 420. All right. Cheers. It is the 20. Cheers. In uh, Blue Kiss Garden says, don't get old people, you sleep weird hours. These are gardening hours. These are fucking cultivator hours. It has nothing to do with age. It's fucking straight up weed grower hours. That's funny because <laughs> Stony Rockefeller's got the same hours as you did here. Uh, you know, so he's the one who, who's training me on my hours. <laughs> uh, that's Sony was quick to so Sony and Larry were quick to fucking point out there, fucking uh, last weekend because he was hanging out with some of the dabbers during the day. He's like, he came back down to our camp later that night. He's like, man, all them kids are fucking sleeping down there. They've been dabbing all day, man. You guys are still. We partied until the fucking damn near the sun came up and shit. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's what Stoney was saying. He's like, man, I came back to camp. Everybody was asleep. He said, I'd go back over there and hang out with everybody. He knows how what, what to do. I'll tell you what, though, man. I fell asleep early as hell. First night, RSO. And then the second night, uh, man, yeah, just overconsumption in the evening. I tried staying up for the drum circle and uh, Stoney and Larry playing. I heard some of it, but man, I slept so good on that hard ass floor. <laughs> Have a blast. In all due honesty, though, I was, I, I did have a fucking little bit of a campus hangover for a day or two. Right? I was good and fucked up for a day. But hazy. We'll just say hazy for a, a day. bit of hazy. <laughs> for sure. My daughter, who went to the event that weekend, Lexi, I, I, I don't know, had a chance to meet her. She's a good kid. I want that kid smoke more weed than I've ever seen her smoke that fucking day. And she was like, <laughs> a couple days later, man, you want to smoke this? She's like, I'm good for probably a week. She didn't smoke for like three, four days after that. Yeah, I thought that shit was fucking hilarious. That's great. Oh, wow. You really smoked. You smoked her sober, eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. Well, brother, it is the 420 hour. I do appreciate you popping on. It was a fucking great extension of a already awesome meet. Uh, the other thing I'd like to get from you, I already explained to you. I usually save that to the end about the invitation for the wormhole, but we've done went over that. Uh, hopefully, you won't. You'll take me up on that shit. Pop in whenever you see fit. Don't you get me all night, even if. Fine, smoke one, fucking go back to bed. That's fucking cool. I don't give two shits. Doors are always open, my friend. Hopefully you take me up on that. But the only thing I'd like to get from you is my soundbite. Ah! The part I do record is this here part. I don't know if you've seen it because I've been a lazy ass about fucking putting them up. But I have a nice collection of Four hundred and fifty-five fucking people doing it is the sound people, the uh, the sound bite, which basically is like an old school radio identification thing. So my you get you can embellish, you can add whatever the fuck you want to it, the beginning, the end. I don't give a shit what comes before, what comes after. This is kind of a, ultimately an episode for uh or uh, this will be a commercial for your episode, basically. So, in my words, what I need the basic is would be something like this: is Hey, I'm Eagle, and I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle, episode four fifty. Whatever comes next, all up to you. But as long as you got that much into it, well, what happy. episode four fifty five? You cut 455. Out. 455, all right. 
Anytime you're ready, my friend. Oh, anytime I'm ready. All right. Oh man. Okay. Hey, seven one, seven one DPO. I'm over here uh, with talking shit with Eagle. That's what you wanted me to say. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Is it, was I supposed to say more? <laughs> Sorry, I got. Uh, well, if if you wanted to, you could do something more like, "Hey, this is seven one DP." You're supposed to put the zero after that always throws me off. That's why I just say it throws everybody time. off, man. Yeah, yeah, it throws everybody off. But uh, yeah, so they, you could be like, uh, hey, check me out on Caribou TV. Tuesday, oh, okay, like a little shout out thing, a little shout out thing. Okay, you could do your Instagram on top of that. You can fucking add whatever the fuck you want on top of that. You ready? Take two. Yeah. All right, take two, take two. Hey, it's 71DPO. I'm going here talking shit with Eagle. You can check me out on Instagram. Check me out on Cannabis. Check me out on Caribou Heart TV on YouTube. I'm on Monday, uh, Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm on Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Sunday morning, wake and bake, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Come shoot the shit whenever. Uh, we love having y'all in chat. We love hearing from y'all. Um, Definitely come and check out Eagle, which you already already do. Uh, big love, big props. Appreciate everything you do for the community, man. Much better. Much I, better. All right. I didn't know that's what you wanted at first. I was like, a soundbite. Wait, what? <laughs> I, I, I get it now. All right. <laughs> Take two. Ah, see, good enough. Recording stops. And again, friend, I greatly appreciate you fucking coming on, buying me, myself, another episode, the community, another night of hanging out. It was a good fucking meet. I'm looking forward to seeing more of you, my friend, and seeing you on the 27th. So I greatly appreciate this shit, man. Hell yeah, man. I love, once again, I really appreciate you coming out. Uh, uh, let me come out here, man, and, and you coming out and doing this shit on, on daily. It's amazing. You know what I mean? It's just something's always there, and sometimes that's just what you need. You know what I mean? It does that little bit of comfort. You know, it, it goes a long way. So I appreciate you putting it out there. I'm looking forward to seeing you be more part of it, my friend. Doors open. You, With that being said, I heard you guys. I see you guys asking about the giveaway. I gotta go through the fucking chat and uh, look for the winning number. I'll post that up after the show. What can I say? It was a good night. Great chat. I slacked a little bit. I'll post up the winner here in a minute. Let me go through the numbers. I'll post that up. We'll have another contest tomorrow night. Again, you guys are awesome. DP710, and if I'm saying that wrong, I'm sorry, but I guess that's the dyslexic you, way of saying it. You can just call me DP now. It's all good. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, that makes it a little easier. I'm good with that. With that being said, you guys know the deal. Hopefully, hopefully, Random Acts Kindness do save lives. I'm a living, breathing example of that. Please do something nice for somebody. So easy to do compliments, 
fucking phone calls, check-in, dug sessions, whatever. Do something nice for somebody. Thanks again, brother. We are out of here. Have a great night.